I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wait, are you gaming? On a Chromebook? Yeah. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Welcome to CORE, everybody. Uh, this is CORE for Thursday, November 4th, 2021. Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger back at it again, talking about games, the industry, and more. And uh, what a time to be alive. Video games coming out left and right. Bing, bam, boom. Just nothing but games. Just raining down on us like we're, uh, I don't know, we like we're doing a dance. The only thing that there's more of than games are delay announcements. That's true. And you know what, Bo? Glad you brought that up. When February 2022 rolls around, I promise you, I said this on Twitter, I'll say it again. I promise you, two-thirds of those games on that February list that have already been bumped there for delays are going to get bumped again. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. There's no way that month is as packed as it is currently with all the delays to February. The February delays are all going to get pushed further. And we have some delays today to talk about that are kind of gnarly and long-term. But yeah, we're heading toward delay apocalypse, everyone. So enjoy the games you have now. Y'all have a backlog. You've got games you bought on the Steam sale. Who knows where you're, what you're playing? Uh, you've got plenty of things to do, right? So let those games simmer. Let them be properly made. And we'll get around to them. It's fine. Speaking of that, let's talk about that. I'm actually going to move this one up. Uh, Blizzard. Let's talk about Blizzard for a second. Uh, Blizzard is having another very bad week in a bunch of ways. Uh, co-leader of the company, Jen O'Neill, has stepped down after only three months. That leaves that one guy, and that's it. What's his name? Um, Mike Yabara. Yes. Mike? Mike Yabara, Mike. right? Right? Yeah, I think last name is definitely Yabara. 
It's a First Yavel name. situation. Is oh, it, it is Mike. Yabata? It is. It's Mike. It's Mike. Well it. done. You nailed it. Oh. Yeah, good job. Uh, here's what we know, though. So it was part of their, uh, it was all happening at the same time as their earnings call, which looked okay, but there was all sorts of warnings about, all right, listen, it's not going to be so rosy next time because here's what we think. And they announced that they're going to have to delay, and we still don't have like dates anyway, so it's hard to say what a delay of a game with no release date even means, but Diablo four and overwatch two probably not happen happening until like 2023 yeah. at the, at the earliest I would argue. Um, and that's a bummer if you were looking forward to those or a positive, if your goal was to see blizzard make some change and maybe do it by the time these games come out. Now they have some more time to do that. I'm not saying it guarantees anything, but they now have time to kind of clean up their act before before I spend the next 60 bucks I'd spend at Blizzard. So uh, I guess you could... Unfortunately, you know, Jen O'Neill does not necessarily suggest that things are cleaning up faster than... Not to say that she's leaving because she was, you know, harassed or anything like that. Like, to be clear, she said she had a very good experience and that she has a lot of hope for the company and all of that. But after only three months, leaving is not a great sign. And the article on the Washington Post had some people who spoke anonymously. Um, It even says, for fear of reprisal, which Mm. maybe also suggests that not not everything is rosy. But uh, that that it's very suspicious to them and very concerning to a lot of the employees there. Very worrying. Yeah. Imagine you get Mike Morheim's spot and you're like, actually, I'm out. <laughs> like, I know it's a co-chair and it's a studio head and not a CEO, but like, seems like pretty awesome thing to be doing and to yeah. be like, actually, I'm out. I mean, you don't, isn't, it's obvious to everyone. There's no spin for it. It seems <laughs> obvious to me. Yeah. It's very obvious. If it was going great, I don't think she would leave. And, you know, she hasn't said anything super public about it, but, uh, if I had to guess, it just looks like a really uphill battle. It kind of doesn't matter at this point what anyone says uh, in a leadership position at Blizzard, having not really addressed the uh, the initial demands and requests of employees. Um, anything else they say just feels like weird fluff and, and lame. Like it all just kind of comes off as, okay, well, that's not really fixing anything. Or, okay, well, that's not really addressing the issues or or nice nice distraction, but we still, you know, we're still listening. We're still paying attention. And um, I don't know how they get around that other than. Well, how about she felt like she was a symbolic hire? I could, mean, it could be that. It, yeah, totally. It's what it looks like because they're like, okay, Jalen Brack's going. Who are we going to get to write the ship? Let's get two people and make sure one of them's a woman. Why not just give her the position? I mean, Mike, I'm sure, is a great guy. But what what was so bad about her that she needed to have Mike there? Or vice versa. Maybe Maybe Mike is just the right pick and. Maybe Jen wasn't working out for them. Maybe they're like, oh, my God, this person is so radical and isn't business oriented. We can't. Not a good fit. But like one would think someone would be thinking about that before offering a position of that uh, stature to someone. So either way, like uh, screams of like desperation, like they probably don't have anybody. They haven't. They probably don't feel they have anybody who's a woman who's also capable of that job. They may be wrong about that, but they probably feel that way. Yeah, they might. I'd have to imagine why the half step. 
But like, yeah, it should just be the most qualified person. Like the reality is, it's like it's, you know, a lot of industries are still dominated by males. I don't think I w- would be writing up Blizzard just because they had a in this situation, just because it was a male CEO. Like the thing to do is not to just do hires just because you still hire the best person for the job. The important message has always been it needs to be a safe workplace mm-hmm. for women. If and that was a, persons of color, and if, that's it. If that was that, a performative that's just, that's hire, if that's if that was a performative hire, like you're suggesting, like they just sort of did it for the the optics or whatever, why would she want to hang around very long? I wouldn't. Exactly, exactly. And she's going to work for an organization that supports women's rights in the gaming space. And I was just like, I would feel like I could accomplish less from a external standpoint than actually leading the company in a new direction. So. That tells you everything you need to know about. Well, she couldn't make change from the inside. Let's she hang out on the outside, outside and have, like, she doesn't have to really deal with them again, apart from scolding them or telling them what to do and that kind of thing. Yeah. Which, on a personal level, I don't blame her if that's what's best for her or for anybody. Like, c- congratulations. Yeah. But yeah. Um, th- the problem is not also Blizzard; it's the people staffing Blizzard, which would be the Activision executive and we're obviously like filling that. we're filling a bunch of cracks here with stuff you know information we don't have but that's also part of this problem none of this is transparent none of this is is them I mean, they're never gonna <laughs> their pr is never gonna go okay here's what we need to do we need to be very clear about why she's leaving and tell everyone every detail they're not gonna do that so until nice. they get more transparent we're not gonna know and all we can do is fill in these these weird right, gaps but- but the facts we have, like Bo said, and I think it's it's very well said, you know, she didn't wake up. It's not like becoming a king. You didn't wake up, you know, and go, oh, the king died and I'm the new king. Oh, that's crazy. I don't know if I'm ready for it. This was a position that was offered and taken. Like she knew that this was a job she was going to get. That Somebody said, do you want to do this? And she said, yes. And it is now three months later. And she said, you know, it turns out, no. Yeah. And yes, there are a lot of reasons why that could be different. But if you are trying to take a company that had this, you know, is getting labeled based on the lawsuit for having a bro frat boy mentality, and you're going to put a woman in charge and she's gone after only three months, everybody knows what the optics of that looks like, regardless of what the actual reason is. Yeah. It so, matter. you know, it, it's one of those things. Where if, even if you look at just the facts, it doesn't look good. No, it looks terrible. <laughs> it, looks, it looks really, really bad. Yeah, it's really lame. So uh, who knows what that will ultimately mean. But uh, right now it's Yubara and that's, it's him alone. Um, we didn't talk about it last week, but part of the BlizzCon not happening again. We didn't talk about it, I guess. BlizzCon's canceled. Well, that's right, because it was Friday it dropped and we haven't had a show since then. Um, or it was Thursday, whatever it was. Anyway, BlizzCon is canceled for 2021 in any form. Uh, 2022, it sounds like, also. Uh, not There's no digital plan and there's no physical plan. Um, part of that has to do, must have to do with the fact that uh, the the lady, I forgot her name, dang it, she runs, she runs the BlizzCon department, quote unquote. Um, she's in charge or oversaw that. She left and she was married to uh, previous CEO, J. Allen Brack. They're, that's his wife. And she's out of there now. So now they're left without a leadership role in the position of, of this big community event. Also, why would you want that job right now? You got pandemic is enough <laughs> to make that a nightmare. Yeah. Now add on top of I'd it. I'd rather all be the CEO than that job, personally. Oof, that's rough, man. Um, 
But uh, so, yeah, that's all up in the air. And who knows what any of that means? Like there's an opportunity here for such a good, such a big clean out that I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to see where it all ends up because I do have some optimism about it. But right now it just all looks bad. It just looks bad and feels bad and is bad. Um, if you want to. So tomorrow on the instance, the big topic we're going to uh, tackle is this weird World of Warcraft uh, community council they made. Which, if you heard the pre-show, you got a mouth, you got an earful from John. You're going to hear probably a little bit more of that from me tomorrow as well. But we're going to really dig deep into what the heck that means, and also what does that mean in games in general? How much of a designed by committee is okay for a game, and how much is not? Do small indie devs get away with more uh, individual feedback opportunities than big large companies with millions of players? Like, there's a lot to consider there. So. Tune in tomorrow. We'll, we'll we'll go a little bit deeper in that. But on the games games front themselves, I mean Diablo Four, Overwatch Two. I know none of us here all that into Overwatch. Although I would I would look forward to Overwatch Two quite a bit actually. Um, but Diablo Four is on. You know that's a game we're all interested in. You know, yeah. I think we all really want more Diablo in our lives. Uh, knowing that that's twenty twenty three at the best. How does that how does that land on you, John? Are you, are you okay? Are you gonna be all right? I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll be fine. Um, but I think a lot of that comes from uh, kind of what you said. Like, right now, I, I didn't quit playing WoW or quit playing Blizzard games because of what happened with them as a company. But it has certainly made it harder to go back to when you go, ooh. It was one thing when I felt like I was supporting artists. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know... <clears throat> It's a different thing once, you know, it's exposed for what it is and you're like, ooh, turns out uh, I was I was really wrong in what I assumed was going on there. And uh, this does get us a little further away from that. It does give us a chance to potentially be looking at games from a quote unquote new blizzard at that time and maybe feel a little bit better about it. Um, you know, I, I hope for good games, like even Overwatch 2, which I will be massively cynical about until proven wrong. You know, I hope that game's great. I hope Diablo 4 is great. I hope, you know, I hope all of it ends up being great. Uh, if they need more time, they need more time. And I can certainly see why anybody within that company right now would be having a hard time getting anything done. So, and and they want to put their best foot forward, I'm sure. You do not want the first offering from Blizzard post all of this to be garbage. Yeah, that would be and, bad. And uh, that, would, that would be really bad, too. I mean, you're, we're already, you know, we've seen the cracks forming for a while. We've seen the problems. We've seen everything that's going on. Um, another thing Bo mentioned, uh, you mentioned as well, is that we don't have a CEO. Mike Ybarra isn't the CEO. He doesn't have Mike Morheim's position. They've been slowly from Mike Morheim to Jay Allen Brack to then the co-leaders and now Mike Ybarra kind of getting a lower and lower on the totem pole like role as it were. Mm-hmm. And uh we're now at a point where you know you can, you can very easily make an argument that we we might be seeing the complete erosion of Blizzard turning over to Activision. Mm-hmm. Um that could be the direction we're going and and what we're seeing. So who knows what the company even looks like when yeah. Diablo 4 comes out. Yeah, I'm finding it kind of irrecogniz- irrecognizable now. Just imagine what it'll be like then. Bo, are you like, uh, but when will I see uh, combat numbers above the heads of the demons I slay? When will I see a, a piece of purple loot with a light shining on it from the heavens? Are you are you concerned that your Diablo satiation will never 
be truly met until I'm, I'm trying not to think about th- their games anymore. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I'm, I, I realize we sit down and talk about them every, you know, pretty much every week on, you know, which is fine, but I'm really trying not to think about like them right now because it, I did play some mercenaries and oh boy, that's a bad sign like of things to come. Uh, I hit the ding desert and that same sort of thing happens. We're like, this is very incremental empty calories for gameplay that, you know, if, if I'm calculating, I need this legendary to beat this level. I want to do it free to play. So I have to do this other run where I get co- legendary coins. And so maybe I'll get it in 50 runs, mm-hmm. hundred runs. I'm like, all right, let's do this. And then after 13 or 14th runs of the same content going, uh, maybe I should just buy something. It would be much faster. I'm like, yeah, this is a be- like the people that have the reputation, that company that has a reputation, work on it till it's done. Gameplay first. Yeah. Every voice matter. All that stuff not present at all. This is raid shadow lessons. This is mobile predatory game mode. One hundred percent. One one hundred percent. I assume you do- the you're, company, you're done, right? You dumped it. The you're- company okayed it. Like that went out with Blizzard's name on it, with Blizzard's approval, and Blizzard yeah. representatives out there, including people on social media who are developers, are promoting it positively. And to me, there's a lack of truthfulness in what's happening. Even I don't think the people who are there might even realize that the outward perception of the company is shifted so dramatically that that they have you know that the kind of thing with a developer you have to earn that with what you do and and that's changed and i think everyone's still everyone's still in mourning everyone's still in this acceptance phase and not quite there yet and so overwatch 2 and diablo 4 could be as the potential to be a fairly unhappy experience but uh, yeah, there's a, there's different families within the company, so I still think it's possible for a good product to get kicked out the door. Yeah. But if something proves successful, you know that the um, the bullshit's going to fall. Like anything that that company does now that's successful, and in spite of all the, this big corporate stuff, will have that stuff chase after it eventually. So even though at launch Diablo Four is the best game ever loot boxes and microtransactions and all that bullshit will be on the way if it isn't in there and launch. Like that's kind of, that's what mercenaries is honestly. Yeah. And you know, loot boxes was a foray in that direction uh, for overwatch. And, and I don't, I don't see that changing. Yeah. It'll be, so they're, they're, they're just trying to write at that reputation for as long as they can until it's just a game company. Like I think, I think Activision and King and all those have no interest in being cultural leaders. Like, I think there's a direct cultural opposition to what the Blizzard fan base has become versus what a gaming company typically is. We make games, leave us alone. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. you know, like whatever we do inside, like that's our business, like piss off. You know, I don't know what goes on at Eidos Montreal. I don't know what goes on at Ubisoft. But we all got to know what's happening at Blizzard. Oh, my God. It's so important. Well, it's because they propped sure up they're that going image. Like, that's was, a mistake. But that's them yeah. doing I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying we're not at fault because fans can buy into whatever we buy into. But they worked so hard to maintain that image over the years. And, it, yeah. and, and from what we can tell, a lot of that was a lot of sort of false front kind of. I, I think it was internal conflict because I believe Chris Metzen. Like, you've interviewed him a number of times. He comes off as a genuine person to me. Yeah, and, he is like And that. even now, in spite of all this, talking about craftsmen, talking about having a shop, talking about it being about the product, mm-hmm. not about Coke parties and cube crawls and, you know, crap. Like, that's other, I think people, 
there's a lot of people in that company. People have different visions, and whatever that vision was, in particular, Chris. But I would even say Mike. From I would believe not because of them, but because of what people I know have said about them. Mm-hmm. That there are people who really believed in that gaming first, and were about gaming. But it's such a big company, and they didn't stamp out the bad act. Like those people needed to get turfed. That needed to be addressed. It never got addressed, and then Activision gets involved. Yeah, and they're a whole different pile of priorities, yeah. and they lost control of of what that. And that's we're like victims of that whiplash of like, yes, we're a culturally accepting company. We want, we, every voice matters, and it's like every voice doesn't matter. Profit matters, yo. Yeah. Smart in the hell, you know. And it's <laughs> and it's just that side's winning. That's all. And there, but there's still people who still believe in that there. So, yeah. but I think over time, I think. It's done. I hate. I hate to agree. I think you probably are right. There's a weird optimistic part of me that wants to see what they can do in the next couple of years. But you know, you're probably right. I don't know. I still need to make a fun game. I mean, I play EA game, Dead Space. I'm excited for. Yeah. But I'm not. If they're like, if there are workplace issues, I certainly hope there aren't. But if there are, I have no idea. I'm just going to buy the game and play it. You know what I mean? Like it's just you don't currently have that expectation of EA that, or that, that I don't I don't require identifying with the work culture Nintendo to buy Metroid Dread. <laughs> I barely even think about it, you know. I don't think about how my gas got into my car. And Blizzard, I think to its credit, was a company that's like involved in community because they're the MMO company and it's about community. And Activision's like, what the hell is this? We don't want we don't do shit. Community the only thing community is good for is to be marketed to. And like that's yeah. it. Like you market to them, they buy it and then Whatever. Do you like, ever think they? You know, think they ever walked in going, "What are you guys doing? Like, how do you get away with harassment, rape, and other terrible things if you're such well, community forward facing?" That that's a cat. Like, that's what brought this to a head. Like, if that wasn't involved, what I described would still be the issue. Yeah. But then also, turkeys were in there also ruining it. And basically, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, you joined a company and ruined the company. Like you're like. It's terrible. Like to, to, for anyone to walk in and go like, "Oh, you're doing coke at work? This seems fine. Awesome." Like, like yeah, part of the you problem. should have been bounced out, man. You were you were poison. You, you you are poison. You were poison going there. Do coke on your own time, but you know when you're working at a place that's focused on games and treating people with respect, like you, you ruined it. Yeah. And it was up to the people in charge, including Chris and, and Mike, oh, to. Yeah. Be like, you know what? We're gonna make a shittier game because you're a talented person, but no coke, no harass, no touching boobs to new employees. Like whatever it is, they were whatever ridiculous whatever shit they were. Yeah. Like someone killed themselves. Uh, you know what? All you guys are fired. Yeah, you're <laughs> like, all. You out. don't want like like that's what needed to happen that didn't happen. We'd still be having this cultural conflict, but unfortunately, um, this other shit also happened. That's 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 how it spun out. <laughs> that's a great line. So. Do coke on your own time. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I we're trying to legalize that though because it's got urea. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to urea gate after. I got a few things to say, but uh, oh, we'll you wait do? till my section. Oh, okay. We yeah, that's not a big deal. We can get out of the way now, but no, no, no. Up. Hold on to it. I want to. I want to. Oh. We'll, we'll give you Anyways. a whole. We'll give you a whole moment for follow up on that because we had a lot yeah, of. It won't be a big deal. Don't worry. But it. Um, Anyways, it's coke on your like you know we're trying to legalize a lot of drugs, not vilify it. You know, pot's legal here in Canada. Yeah, don't smoke pot and drive a motorized vehicle at your construction job. Do it on your own time. Yeah, no, you're right. And same with coke. You yeah. know, if coke were legal, it would still be like, don't do it at work. Yeah, <laughs> like, not that we're do it at home. Not that we're saying pot, pot and coke, coke are in the same zone. We know that they're not. But Bo's, I think Bo's point stands. I think it's fine. 
think it makes perfect sense. It kind of, it's not the best. I'm, I'm not going to like stand by. No. <laughs> it's not the best point. <laughs> like, John's right. Like, it's not the greatest <laughs> point in the world, but like, I, Blizzard's identity, its pillars were like, we are nerds and we love video games. So it's like, why are you trying to have this bro culture into your workplace? Like, go work on a construction site and you can yeah. hang calendars and naked women. I mean, that's bad too, but that's going to exist somewhere right now. It's just the world we live in. It's not, gaming's not the place. Money's Anyways. the problem. I, I really fully believe this. Now, we need, we all need money to buy stuff and get stuff done, but at what, at what point did Blizzard, like, leadership at Blizzard sort of ignoring when things are going on like that, there's a direct correlation with the fact that there is a river of cash coming at you every day. And that looks like success on all levels to everyone who can't see the the harassment. They just go, oh, well, it's just nothing but upwards for these guys. They must be doing everything right. Hmm. And I I can't speak for Morheim. I can't even speak for Chris, even though Chris and I talk about this stuff. Um, but as the leadership there, this doesn't excuse anybody. In fact, it's it's the opposite of that. I just think the money makes everyone feel like it's okay to just status quo this shit. Don't, you know, there's probably a bigger, you could say this about governments or about anything where massive amounts of money and corruption are possible. It just always seems that way. You don't hear these stories about a tiny team of five people making a small indie game. It just, there's a scale issue and there's money and money is trouble, honey. I was trying to rhyme, and it didn't really work out. I mean, one way you could look at it, too, because they come from a small company. I mean, maybe they just weren't well-suited to the big... You know, some people are well-suited to big institutions where you have less permissions to say... There's more rules on behavior in a big company because it has to be monitored that way. But if you're 10 guys and you're all doing coke, like whatever you know what i mean like it's like it's illegal okay yes but apart from that if it works for your work or let's say you're all drinking on the job let's be a little more reasonable yeah closer if to that works for your workplace as programmers not a problem but if everyone's drinking on the job in a place with eight thousand people that that's it's not gonna work yeah. it, it, because there's always one guy that ruins it and the more people you have the more one guys you have ruining it like yep. <laughs> it's the one guy rule. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's more. That's one why guys. we have any laws to begin with. There's a guy that ruins things. Like, yo, you can't uh, uh, drive over 50 miles an hour. It's because some turkey r- drove 200 miles an hour. Maybe you could go 60 if everyone was, you know, better driver. Like, I like this dusting off of the term turkey to describe a, a, a no gooder. I like this. <laughs> yeah. You use it a couple of times. You have to use a severe word, but they're turkey. Like, I like it. No, no, no. This is like an old term my dad used to say. Oh, that guy's a turkey. Yeah, same. Yeah, I love that. Let's bring uh, it back. Let's folks. make it real again. Yeah. Uh, I just I wanted to. We, I didn't I want to. We just. Oh, go ahead, John. We just had a lot of people. I think get that, and we heard this the the rock star mentality, right? Like all of a sudden, you know, people got put on pedestals and they started to believe it instead of the the humble. And it, you can think you're a rock star and not have done the really bad things that that some of them did. You know, like you can. You can think you're a rock star. I'll give you an example. I did. This is a real lame one, but this is this is something that happened to me. I had an English class that I would go to, and in the English class, the teacher had a couch. So you had all your normal desk set up, and there was a couch back there. Mm-hmm. And very early on, me and a couple friends, we took over the couch. Oh. Couch became ours. Other kids began to realize, like, oh, the couch is a, a hot spot. We got to try and get it. But feeling big for our britches we were like no couch belongs to us 
So we would kick people off the couch. We would come in and we go out. People would get up and move for us. And then that made the ego a little bit bigger. And it was like, well, no, we we're in charge of this couch. Soon there were more people on that couch than should be on the couch. And the teacher came in and realized he needed to rein it in. And he went, everybody off the couch. Everybody off the couch. Me and uh, I think at least one other girl and, w- and one other guy who had always been on the couch didn't move. Just kept sitting there. Just sat this there. couch belongs to us. This might as well be our seat. Yeah. He didn't correct it. We continued to sit on that couch. We felt like we were the rock stars of that class and we yeah. could get away with anything. And that's a small little bubble and it's uh, nobody got hurt. Nothing was bad. Worst anybody had was they got told to get off a couch and they had to do it. Like, but I think that mentality blows up to a larger scale where all of a sudden you come out to BlizzCon and you've got thousands of people chanting your name like you're a a rock star. And some of them definitely thought they were rock stars. They had a rock band. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just going to bleed into that mentality. And I think it's very, very hard to fight that nature once you hit a certain point to not start to believe what you're actually putting out there and taking steps towards it. And I think there's always going to be an element to that. And I I think that in some cases, it probably didn't affect people that much. But in other cases, it definitely made them think they could get away with some really skeevy business. Yeah, I've told you guys that story where in 2014, I I went down to meet Chris at at the bar. He was down there with his wife and wanted to see us. So we went down there. And he pulls me in like a hug. I thought it was going to be a hug. Instead, it was him whispering in my ear. I think I've told you guys this, right? But he points to, he pulls me up. He takes his hand out and he way, he kind of like gestures at the room, which is the the Hilton bar. It's insanity in there. Mm-hmm. In a post-COVID world, I don't know how they're all not dead. <laughs> like it's just, it's jam-packed with idiots and they're all drunk. And he does this with his arm and he goes, none of this is real. And I never got, I never got that out of my head. That has stuck yeah. with me since that night, that Saturday night at the end of October in nineteen or twenty fourteen. It never mm. left my brain, and I've talked to him about it since. Like, what did you mean? And he's well. He goes, I'm embarrassed, but I don't hardly remember it. But what I probably meant was, yeah, this is a lot of show for you know we're making games, and it's not you know none of this is super. Yes genuine or whatever it really stuck with me and it changed how i thought about a lot of things i'm not trying to say he's a sage in this regard i'm just saying that reminder of like oh yeah this is all construct and it all comes from like john's explaining this place of oh i am cool oh i am pretty i'm much cooler than i thought i was oh look how cool i am and pretty soon you're I don't know, Bruce Willis being a dick in an airport or whatever, whatever, I don't know why I pulled that out of the sky, but you know, whatever, whatever, wherever that takes you in a negative way, it's just not a good, it's not a healthy thing. If I were Blizzard, I would want to go back in time and change how BlizzCon presented some of these people because I think that could have changed our perceptions, but then again, maybe not. No matter what, somebody had to be on a stage with a mic in their hand and whatever natural personality they have was going to be looked at in whatever way it was going to be looked at. <clears throat> and some people are going to be seen for greater than they actually are. And there's no way to get around it. That's what people do. The minute somebody looks like they've got the spotlight, they gain a, a little piece of celebrity. And it's hard to it's hard for people to deny that and manage that. I hardly know anyone who does that well. Like if you think of anyone in Hollywood, there's like 
who Tom, Tom Hanks seems like he's pretty down to earth. I think. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all we got? Like, I think that might be it. You <laughs> but know, even then, I mean, you never, right. you never know. <laughs> like, yeah, it could turn into a monster. Hey, hey so what happened with your couch, though? Just oh yeah, what happened? Is it, yeah, I'm just, the, I found myself. What, like, did you end up staying on the couch for the rest of the year? Yes, or did, was yeah, yeah. I spent every day in that in that class on that couch. <laughs> I never so it, left that couch. I took you, tests. You where were, we like, were supposed to be at a desk at that couch. Wow! Oh wow! Wow! You really screwed like the teacher up. tried to enforce it and realized he couldn't. Like he had rock stars on his hands. I don't like, know why he never came down on us. He said everyone off the couch. We didn't move, and he never corrected us. And it was like once he didn't fix the issue once it was like well i've set i've set a precedent you, that i you can't asserted go dominance. you asserted dominance over your teacher i mean think about it. he's like oh i'm defeated by these 11 year olds oh no yeah I, I better not try again for fear of future embarrassment or i'll lose complete control uh, that's wild yeah and it's and i don't it's, know kids are complicated though it's probably i don't there's one comment i wanted to mention before i let it go too far because we were talking about these game delays and uh I think it was Sidian who said they ruined. Let's see, where is it? Oh, did I not save it? Dang it. Uh, oh, maybe I have it here still. Yeah, here it is. They ruined Overwatch with that stupid hamster. <laughs> no, that that guy's awesome. That's one of my favorite characters to play. Don't do that. That made me laugh, though. That's that hamster's really amazing. That, 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 I mean, Overwatch is a very inspiring and great game i loot boxes aside i i love hammond yeah no hammond's all right i i didn't play him very much but i had respect for the for the rodent i had a resurgence of playing overwatch for a while and basically i'd play nothing but if i couldn't play hammond i'd play ash but it was pretty much all because i like bob yeah but um <laughs> hammond like literally all i would do in a match is latch onto a pole and just spin around like at the, the payload or whatever i just spin I wouldn't shoot, wouldn't do anything else. I'd spin and occasionally alt and just spin, spin, mm. spin, and you just knock people off the point forever. Gosh, that and sounds, ever and ever that sounds suspiciously like a character that ruined Overwatch. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm, I'm just kidding. I don't actually think that. But it sounds Whatever, like some guy's. Good, son. I'm not indestructible. <laughs> it just sounds like some guy spinning on a pole is, 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 is maybe the problem, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't play I mean, him. I enjoy well. trolley shit in these kinds of games. That's. <laughs> Well, there you go. Hammond, King of Obviously, Trolls. some people are not going to like it for me to have my fun, I guess. Sure. Well, I enjoyed when we played together. I hope one day we can do it in good conscience again. Uh, here's another delay no one's going to be happy about. Marvel's Midnight Suns will now be late 2022. It was originally supposed to be, I think, early 2022? Yeah. Um, which wasn't that far right. off. But, uh, yeah, the the Marvel X, the XCOM team making the Marvel turn-based uh, deck builder combo deal. Uh, with some really rad graphical treatment, you're not going to get it till late next year. So there's that. Lots of games to play. Take your time. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay yeah. with it. I'm okay. Give, with give us a give us a better game. I yeah. can wait. I'm totally fine with that as well. Um, I'll give you one of the games I played today is such a great example of just give it time. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, all right, we got uh, a recent release of Nintendo's new Animal Crossing update 2.0. It's a major uh, release for the game. And uh, it's out. I downloaded it. I haven't tried it yet, and I haven't played. I played that game till my eyes bled for most of 2020 and a good deal of the early part of this year. And then I went, boy, howdy, if I had my fill of Animal Crossing. I may never have to go in there again. Maybe tell the next console, next version, I'm good. 
Like played myself to death in that game. So I haven't played it in a very long time. But my kids are all losing their minds because it's they added like a ton of new stuff, uh, crazy new items. Like it's actually a massive update. So I'm gonna check it out. I mean, I don't know what my island's gonna look like. John, you mentioned it here too. Like, are you worried you're gonna go back in there? It'll be just weed city. And not the yeah. good kind of weed, you know? I have a strange, like, uh, does anybody else experience this? Like, there. so I've already talked about my um, Civ issue where it's like I always go diplomatic victory because I don't want the other civilizations mad at me, even though they're computers and who cares if they're mad at me. But, like, it's a weird hang-up I have of, like, I don't want to make anybody mad. Um, I get that way about Animal Crossing, too. I'm like, if I go back now... They're going to be that island has gone to shit. There's going to (laughs) be weeds all over the place. People are going to have left. They're like, we were counting on you to like make stuff and like organize this island. And you were our best buddy and you disappeared for a long time. Like, I'm genuinely worried to go back and face uh, the animals. I thought about getting it and playing it the other day. And that's what stopped me. I was like, no, I can't. I don't know if I (laughs) want somebody. Are they really going to make you feel guilty, though? <laughs> like, come yes, in and you I dead corpses? Yes, 100% will. I think they'll be like, oh, my gosh. We we haven't seen you in a dog's age, they'll They will say. do that, And, yeah. like, it's going to be terrible. They will, and there'll be overgrowth everywhere. You're going to have to go pick it all, and no one's going to help you with it. And you walk up, and one of those little angry dog characters or somebody's going to go, where have you been? I almost moved out. Like, that kind of talk. How dare you play other games? Sounds kind of like a toxic game. I'm not going to get into a rant on this, but I like it. Look, I want to hear how. No, toxic. (laughs) It's a bit toxic to be like you didn't play this game for two months. What the hell's wrong with you, you piece of shit? Well, the idea (laughs) the game is so is so based on time, like real time. Because the you know the 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 world. Yeah, I I understand that it's the genre. Is is it's I respect it, I guess, is what I'm saying. But at the same time, like you got other things to do in your life. Like it's probably a good thing that you didn't play. Like what the game should be telling you. I'm very glad that you spent time raising a child and starting a family and, <laughs> and, you know, like, and not playing this game. It was actually probably better for your quality of life that you didn't play this game all this time, but it's good that you're here. You want to kill some time planting some shit. Yeah. That's that. So I'm on, I'm on John's side. The game, the game should not be hostile towards John. And if the developer's listening, you should. I don't know if it's hostile, but it's, it's John's not well, wrong. Someone in chat said they for sure guilt trip you for reals. Yeah, they do. That. They do that. Yeah. But I'm going to go ahead. They, and they just... come up. They, the game goes, okay, what villager did they talk to the most? <laughs> oh, they, they talked to, to Rosie the most they come up to you and they go, yeah. Um, Rosie's it's been dead. a while since we saw you. Rosie died. Rosie killed herself because she couldn't talk to you. She was so she lonely. So, so lonely. <laughs> she was like every day John would come to visit and it was the highlight of her day. She really remembered and then they checked the game logs and they're like, they remember that you gave them a gift of a sweater. And they're like, she loved that sweater so much. It's what she was wearing the day now, it happened. Ziggur on the chat is saying you can actually now tell Isabel to make the Islanders clean your island. Is that true? Because I would have done that already is that was that already in the game oh man if that i pff, half my play in that game was like oh shit there's weeds i gotta worry about <laughs> i would love to have one of those little turtles or some shit go clean stuff that'd be great oh, that's man. the kind of game i like was it tiny tower that was like that they were like it's still a check-in game but if you know like those i like tiny tower i was a fan 
I like the self-management games where the game runs even if you're not there, and then when you come in, you can still see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's how and, I play know. that Star Trek game, the Legends game. I basically send them all on shuttle missions, and when they come back, they level up and bring gear with them. And, and I'm not really playing anything. I just like sending them off and having them do their work. So that's how I did Tiny Tower. I was like, oh, build this floor. All right, I'm, not, I'm busy for the next three hours. Come back. Oh, it's done. Nice. Look, we, people can move in. Like I used to love yeah. that loop. Um, and that was a game you had to straight up pay for back when it was originally out. That wasn't a free to play game. So those timers, you couldn't skip them. You couldn't, you know, yeah. game the system or buy gems or any of that stuff. It was just what it was. I miss that. I, like I that get game. a lot of ads for that Star Trek game on Twitter. They're really pushing that Star Trek. I think game. that's a different yeah. game. You're in a database somewhere, some of the lifetime subscription to Star Trek online. I'm like, this guy, this guy likes <laughs> Star Trek. You can extract dollars from him. Let's go. No, the, the one you guys are talking about is a different game. It's called oh. Star Trek. Okay, Legends is the one that comes with Apple Arcade that is uh, free with Arcade and has no... You can't purchase anything. It's just a game. I thought it was Legends is what I was getting the ad for with no, it's Brent called, Spiner um, dancing. Oh, I have an ad block. Do you know on. the one I'm talking about? I do know what you're have talking you about. That ad? All those I actors. got a question for you related to that. Is Brent Spiner really a good actor? No. Okay. Because <laughs> you've seen him in five. Look, this is no shade in his direction. He's amazing as Data. Um, there's a reason he got typecast as Data. And when he was in everything else, anything else like Independence Day, he's just playing Data, like emotional Data. Like it's hard the for me. Fleet to Command. That's what they keep. Fleet Command. That's it. That's their. That's their predatory free to play nightmare, and that's the one they're advertising, not their one that doesn't do any of that, which is what I play. Okay. But, yeah. All I know is I keep seeing Brent Spiner doing a real hammy dance on my Twitter feed, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a good actor, but I don't think he's. This doesn't if make he was you a, a bad person, oh, right? Like, it's fine. It's, it's a tough call because if you've acted in the same role for like 10 or 15 years and we're really good, like we all love Data. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw yeah. a little clip of Data on Netflix as it was passing through and it was him, you know, Breaker's like, you think you're better than us because you're a cyborg? And he's like, yes, I do think I'm, I'm, I'm superior to you in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this, this guy's amazing. I'm yeah. like, you could say he's a good actor because he's beloved as Data. Yeah, I, yeah. 100% range, cool that. Yeah. He, his, the he range did, uh, he hits is everything I ever wanted out of Brett Spiner. You know, he, it's amazing. he played a phenomenal Conan O'Brien in the South Park movie. So, oh yeah, yeah that was that, that was pretty yeah. good. We'll give him that. But it, but he's got the you know he, he's he's a fun guy. He accepts his typecasting with grace. He goes to all the cons. He's a, he's cool. He's a great guy. Yeah. But not I, everybody I like can be. him. How many Patrick just, Stewart's are there? There are there is one. That guy. Came in as a as a seasoned actor and he left as one. He didn't get I mean, typecast. Do, do you think Chris Pratt could play Data? I mean, come on now. You I wouldn't be surprised because they're making him voice <laughs> everything else. Only if he's a beloved anime character and he's just doing the voice, yeah. then Chris Pratt can definitely do it. What was the new one this week? Oh, Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> this yeah. week. Yeah. He got. <laughs> what he, was he's the new Chris Pratt. He's gonna be the. He's gonna be Garfield. That wasn't announced this week. Prior to this, oh, it was Mario. Okay. He's everything. Oh, he's everything, and that's a bad idea. You, you know, Hollywood. There are other actors than Chris Pratt. Please. <laughs> also, Microsoft tweeted out, uh, "We're pleased to announce Chris Pratt as the new voice of Master Chief." And then they very quickly said, "We're kidding. Sorry to our PR oh. team." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. Yeah, that's that was the what the 
Who did that? Microsoft the Xbox. Twitter Xbox account. Yeah. Oh, that was a good move. Those guys have loosened nice up. Troll. Those guys have loosened up hardcore. Nice like troll. It. Yeah, feels like the video game department over there. I and I hope it's a safe and 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 wonderful place to work. Okay, Microsoft I don't feel to be Chris Pratt because he probably likes playing Xbox games. He's like what? Xbox making fun of me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think he cares. He's worried about Thanksgiving at the Schwarzeneggers. He's fine. He doesn't care. Yeah. Uh, he has to sit and watch Arnold eat potatoes or whatever. I guess things. so. I guess so. It just seems it's funny. It's funny. It's you funny. think when Arnold sits down to eat potatoes, he goes, just stick a knife in me and see what's going on in you. <laughs> I think he sits down and just goes, goes to town, doesn't even talk. Like he might go, when I was governor or something, something, and then rah, 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 and just, just pounds it down. That's what I think he does. We'll see. No, we won't. No one's ever going to find out how he eats. Uh, moving on. Let's go to this story here about, uh, oh, this is a, uh, sometimes there's a news article that makes you lose hope. Uh, League of Legends Jinx, the character Jinx. Bo, you're familiar with Jinx? You know, yeah, Jinx is all right. Okay. It's all right. Coming to Fortnite to promote a Netflix favorite. show. So it's not Jinx is coming to Fortnite because it's from a, or uh, from uh, uh, the, the game. The game League I just of said. Legends. League of Legends. My brain just farted. <laughs> Literally made an audible fart in my head. Uh, it's not that that's not the reason it's because there's that anime thing 3d animated thing coming to netflix and so this crossover is to mo- is to promote that and that's just a lot of crossover weirdness and i don't like any of it this oh, is I mean- just the world we live in now for cross promotion like i i kind of feel like the avengers caused this <laughs> and i i kind of feel like this is a thanks marvel like yeah. From Facebook's new name change to everything, everybody's like, we gotta get meta with this. Like everybody's just like, we okay. Here's how we get the kids to watch our Netflix show. We take Jinx from League of Legends, which is a game the kids aren't playing. Mm-hmm. We put her in Fortnite, which is a game the kids are playing, and then they'll watch our Netflix show, and maybe they'll do all three, and uh, it'll be amazing. That trailer looks incredible, though. To their credit, I think. Arcane is the name of the is the name of the show that's coming. It's not it doesn't even have League of Legends in the name, I don't think. Um, but I don't know if you guys have seen the trailer. It's very painterly, very cool looking. It looks pretty um, awesome. Yeah, it and looks rad. Vi is my favorite character from League of Legends. Oh, and she's, and like she's in the main there. character. Like out of all the characters they could have picked, I'm actually shocked. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna definitely be watching this. Yeah, it looks good. I just think she looks. She's just got the only reason I, I don't really care for her story or anything, but she's got those cool Mega Man fists that yeah. she uses. That I like. Mega Man. So, you know. Well, anyway, uh, that's coming soon. I don't know when that show is, but I think it's before the end of the year. Um, and it'll all drop on Netflix at once, once, and I'm actually looking forward to it, even though I really have zero connection to most of the League characters. I just don't know them. I mean, it could so. be terrible. I tried to start the Dota cartoon. Like oh, yeah. How'd week. that go? I'm like, I can't, can't do it. Mm. Well, Dota, everybody's called, like, guy with an axe or axe, or I guess. Or, axe. Yeah, but they have that. But they have that cartoon, right? Like, is is it good? I, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself. I, I tried. I couldn't. I love the the Castlevania one's one of my favorite things on Netflix. So I'm all for more game based anime. Totally cool with it. In fact, I'm pro uh, that. And there's more coming. There's like a was it Max Payne? Ah, shit. There's some other stuff coming. Maybe it was Far Cry. I can't remember. Anyway, there's a bunch of that coming, and I'm 100% cool with that. I think it's better than movies based on games. I think those flop because they're short and they're, they have to make all kinds of 
concessions. I think you can tell a cooler story in a long format. I think a Halo anime would be great. And some of that already exists, but like something new. And uh, I just think, I think in the Dota case, it's a harder sell because I don't know. It's like making an anime based on an RTS or something. I don't know. It, I mean, there's a lot of like there's a Street Fighter anime. There's a Halo anime. Like you know, it's yeah. You don't gotta watch it. It's just if you're really into that kind of thing. The but fun, uh, did you watch? I was just the, curious. The modern stuff. Like, is that Diablo one happening? I guess it's not happening. Eh? No, it's still. Well, as far as I know, it's still happening. But they haven't said. Yeah. They haven't said a peep about that since they first announced it. But I. But I know. I can tell you that. Um, uh, the Castlevania one I thought was a. Ama- I really liked it. Yeah, like it was really, lot. really good. Yeah, more of that, please. That'd be cool. And I guess the Witcher yeah. one's really cool, except it's more based on the books and, and side stories and stuff. But um, I hear that's good. So yeah. I'm all for this. I mean, this I'm, is great. I've got, a, I've got it queued or on my list or whatever. I, I think I'm going to check it out. Hopefully it's good. But, I mean, Fortnite's been doing this forever. Like, they have John Wick and Mandalorian. And, mm-hmm. you know, I bet you... It will be in Fortnite before too long. Everything will be. We're going to be yeah. in there doing I mean, the podcast. Maybe we can be in it. Yeah, we'll do the podcast, the core podcast, and then they'll sue us because we use the name core and they get that dumb game that called core now at Epic. So yeah, that <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll all be good. It'll be fine. We'll just, maybe we'll just uh, pass 10 cent for some They help can buy way. it from us. I We yeah. can sell the we're, we're We're on the market. Hey, listen to this. I forgot to play it at the top of the show. Anytime anything mentions the word core, I try to capture it and then play it on the show and then I keep forgetting. I was going to play this today because you reminded me of it with the name. So here, here's this. I need a computer that is 100% in less than eight hours and we still have core reconstruction to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Core. Mm-hmm. Core. He so really was, emphasizes it. Like it, I feel like he said our name there because it was, it was definitely in all caps. It's correct. I still have core reconstruction. Ooh, yeah, it does. Core. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's speaking of TNG. That's an episode of TNG. And I heard it and I said, I'm capturing that and putting it on the show. And then I forgot for three weeks. So there's that. All right. Moving on to additional Riot News. They say that esports is still not profitable, uh, but they're okay with that. Uh, I think it pays off in other ways for them. But uh, that's been true for everybody. And I think maybe it's time to acknowledge that we, I don't know, we, but Games in general have been a little too bullish on what esports potential might have been because it seems to have petered out for everybody or or is not the profitable growth market. I mean, the they all hoped it would be. Pandemic has something to do with that too. But this statement made by uh, Riot makes me sort of think that, like, I don't know if the. I felt like the plan was to get us to a place where games had leagues. Like, I imagine the NBA, the NHL, MLB are generally profitable. Mm. Uh, they don't, you know, I think the thing about gaming is there's a company making a game behind it. And that comp- that game is profitable, but the leagues are not because the leagues are essentially elaborate marketing, leeching off our desire to have leagues. Like, I think esports is great. And yes, they're going to have marketing. I mean, MLB and NHL do, but... But I think for those things to be institutions, they have to enter a place that's profitable. And there's almost this sense of like companies are parasiting it essentially. Like it's an elaborate marketing strategy where I felt like in the 2000s, late early 2010s, it felt, I would say like I felt, I feel a little misled by a lot of what's happening. Not intentionally, just I think everyone felt like 
we could have video game leagues and this will be a thing. And it feels like because all the energy goes into selling the game and not the league, like no one's trying to build a profitable league that this is all just pipe dreams. You know, in this, some people get rich becoming e-athletes or, you know, getting into video games, but uh, that phase clan, which is, I think has something to do with competitive gaming at the core. I think it's a controversial thing. Most of the revenues from, you know, streamers and other stuff, I think it only count like the actual competitive side of whatever their logo is. Cause I, I think they're going out for an, an offering to be publicly tradable for like a billion or something like that. Um, you know, that it doesn't, it doesn't comprise most of their profit, you know? And I'm like, so this is all just elaborate, elaborate marketing schemes, elaborate marketing plans with streaming and anything other than let's make a, um, profitable esports thing. And maybe it's because the truth is there isn't money in it. Like as much as we love the games and want to have these competitive leagues, there's just no way to, no one's going to pay for ticket sales to go into a stadium on a regular basis. People expect things free on Twitch and on, in gaming, there's just, there's no money to be made anyways, I guess. I thought maybe advertising would cover it alone and, and merch, but um, I think the priority is always going to be the gaming company. So we're never going to have a healthy league that's profitable, that gives careers to people. Yeah. Obviously, Heroes has CCL. It's still doing competitive Heroes, and it's fine, but it's a hobby. Yeah, it's hobby. And, yeah. you know, the, the only thing that I've seen, I mean, I can't... I'm not even sure if the magic pro scene is even profitable for wizards. Mm. I, I think I think the the pro scene feeds into the product sales, but in order for that to make sense, the people that are professionals have to be able to devote their time to the sport and mm. make at least make a living off of it. And then, as you build up infrastructure, those people need to be able to make money and profit too. And that that's just not happening in esports. No. Overall, no matter how much bells and whistles there are, it's I was looking a, at that face side. Marketing that face side is mostly swag. That's it's mostly shirts and merch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's influencer shit. Like, yeah. I mean, influencer. You know, even if your favorite e athlete has transitioned to become just a variety streamer, or mm-hmm. like, I mean, take Shroud. He was a competitive player. He just plays sure. games now. Yeah. He's not an esport athlete anymore. He's just the guy you like to watch parasocial stuff. It's all fine, no judgment, but he's just not that anymore. And what always appealed to me about esports was, well, esports <laughs> competition, getting good at the game, and it seems like that that stuff's. If you look at like the StarCraft Two channel, it isn't just that the games are less popular; it's that esports are expensive to put on. I mean, you've hosted a few esports events, you know. It's, it's very not expensive. free. Yeah, it's not wasn't free. free to do that Overwatch tournament, Overpants tournament that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very expensive. Requires a lot of logistics, a lot of interpersonal conflict. Has to be managed by talented people who can do that kind of thing, including graphics and hype, and has to be an exciting event. Very expensive, and there's no money to be made from it. And I think I, Blizzard. I think I believed a lot in Blizzard because they, it seemed to be StarCraft 1 was huge in Korea. We're eSports company. Now we're taking it seriously. We got Hearthstone. We got mm-hmm. Overwatch. We got StarCraft. eSports. Our BlizzCon is full of eSports. Mm-hmm. But I, when I went in person, I saw how poorly managed it was because all the events were going on at the same time. And if it were my company, I'd say, why are all of our grand championships happening at the same time and we're competing for viewership? Like, they should be separate events. Like, at the... One at a time. Like this is the Overwatch Championship next weekend. Hearthstone Championship. Like, yeah. and it made me be like, they're not taking this seriously. I always this wondered is, about is, that. Does it seem like 
it seemed like just a weird decision. Maybe they thought, well, no Heroes player is going to care about Overwatch, and no Overwatch player is going to care about Heroes, but I think they were wrong about that, if that's what they were assuming. I mean, yeah, because like as a Heroes player, I love the Heroes stuff, but when I went to BlizzCon, I'm like, I'd love to see the Overwatch stuff, but then I can't watch the Heroes. What are you doing to me? Yeah, like, that was yeah. weird. It, 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 it's like... I can't be the only one who's like scratching their head over this. And it just, that means like it's expensive to put on. They can afford to put it on for the weekend. <clears throat> it's too expensive uh, otherwise. Yeah. And so the money suck that overwatch league is, is the one thing that's fascinating to me because it's still a growing concern. It, they've scaled a lot of it back. Um, but how do you, when, when you go that hard, how do you pull back? from that like how blizzard's they, credit they really tried with overwatch league oh, to yeah. make it as legitimate that's a that's a sincere effort that's worthy of recognition like they really try they got a studio for it and everything yeah um the money i don't think there's no revenue plan no. you know or at least one that's profitable maybe there was and it just didn't work but like how, how does how do the bulls you know make their merch well they sell merch I guess they sell tickets to the shows sure. or to the games. Uh, I don't know how that sports teams works, but they have a lot of revenue streams that make them must make them profitable. It'd be interesting if you took real sports and set not, I don't mean that in the way people take it. I just mean, you know, sports, sports on a court. All right. Or on a field. Sports, sports on a court. Uh, if you, if you, if you tried to make kind of the shroud example from sports, that would be like Michael Jordan, uh, was the biggest draw in NBA history, bam, 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 then he retires. It would be like him turning on a webcam and just shooting hoop in his driveway and people watching it. It's like that, yeah. right? Or having yeah. a couple friends yeah. over for a quick two-on-two or something. And he could earn millions doing that. He it. absolutely like, could. Holy shit, Michael Jordan's yeah. streaming? Let's watch it. He could do it now, like right he now. He could. He yeah. could. He could go, hey, everybody, I decided I'm going to just life stream you know well, i think come see I think what i'm up to i just want to clarify because i don't know if i made this clear sorry to interrupt you, john sorry i don't know no go ahead but but the article was saying that a riot riot spokesperson has confirmed that their esports efforts are not profitable they yeah. do not they do not generate even if they're in china looking like the most amazing shit in the world they lose money on it yep it's a lot it's a net loss like they make money in the game mm-hmm yeah, and they can it's make a, the it's money. A, it's elaborate marketing, and they love they love the esports competition, so they get to engage in something. But if you have this, I, I think what ends up happening is you have this idea that like, oh, I want to be an esports athlete. This is a great industry to get into, great thing to do. It's actually it's like it's a dying shit show, and you're you're a marketing stooge. Like, I know that's true for of normal like probably normal sports as well, but at least there's like profitability there, and that's like. Indica- indicative of the health of it but you know hgc happened and they pulled the rug out from under people like it's not an advisable thing to go into and i think you see more people who want to just be regular influencers and not esports people anymore anyway yeah, they probably nowadays. make a lot more money there was a there was a whole big thing that came out um from uh wrestling and the wwe they wanted to uh they put into all the wrestlers contracts that if they stream on Twitch or have an OnlyFans or anything like that, they have to share part of the profit with WWE. And a lot of wrestlers didn't like this um, because they said they were making more money on their personal streams than their WWE contract was paying them. Mm. Like, that's a testament to what getting some notoriety and getting out there and being in business for yourself 
as opposed to being in business for a corporation can do for you um potentially but i i think a lot of these companies uh bet money on this market trending upward and i think it plateaued and then dropped yeah so i and i saw some people mention like we're also in a pandemic sure but I, I, it was dropping before the pandemic. I mean, yeah. it, it's not going to have a chance to easily recover if nobody can go to events, for sure. Yeah. But you, uh, I, I don't think that the pandemic hit and everybody went, oh, I decided I don't care about esports anymore. Like, it was already heading that way. Yeah. I think everybody was betting on it, and everybody was trying to get into that race, and I just don't think the numbers were there and then when that attention starts to get divided, like you're just dealing with smaller and smaller groups of people. And, you know, as we said, it's expensive. Yeah. It'll all, it'll live on always in smaller ways. And I, maybe that's for the best. There's a reason why there aren't multiple leagues of kids playing football. Um, it stays in high school and it stays in small tournaments. If it was a huge thing that would make billions of dollars, they would instead the the NFL and it's all adults and that's just how it is. I think esports is a little like that. It's like there's room for whatever there's room for. And if there's not room for it being a mega billion dollar throw all your money at it kind of enterprise, then have it be small stuff. Yeah. Doesn't have to be huge. They also do like little rec the rec leagues are a thing too. Like I know I played ultimate a lot and exactly sign up and exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like that that level I think esports thrives because it's attainable, it's affordable, it's all of the things, and you're going to have whatever fan base you're going to have. But to, you know, pretend like it's going to be the next, you know, it's going to be social media or VR or I don't know what all. Uh, you're, you're, I mean, I guess it is all marketing. It's not like there's a really a truly that great a difference between live sports and other sports. I guess I would just say esports has not been healthy or very profitable whereas i would say like sports leagues are profitable and so it's just i don't know i think there's a lot of appearances that seem to the contrary or i guess we could just look at it like a lot of effort was made to try and establish esports as a thing mm-hmm. and while it most certainly is a thing that exists it is not financially very healthy in that situation now and one, that could change in the future. One but. small side note: I just noticed this. I was on Jeff Kaplan's Twitter page. He hasn't posted anything since May, and then suddenly on the sixth of last month, he posted something that was just a bunch of ones and zeros. What do you guys think that means? Last month? Yeah. So October sixth of of just the month we end, we just got we through. Got- Oh, it's a it's a that's in binary. I bet you there's a translation in the comments. There probably is. If not, oh, that's not that's not Jeff Kaplan's real account. It's not. No, No, Jeff Kaplan doesn't have a Twitter account. Real Jeff Kaplan one. That's how you know it's false. Oh no, I think I think this happened when he was uh, left too because I was looking at this. This It says fan account in the description. Jeff Kaplan doesn't actually have an account. Oh well, there's stuff as far back as the. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jeff Kaplan was a beloved. You know, speaking of rock star developers, I mean, he was a rock. You know, he had a stream of him just sitting by a fire for like a bunch of hours. Um, people loved it. You know, <laughs> it was adorable. I, right. I love Jeff. I mean, you know, I hopefully he wasn't one of the grodies, and he was a he was a goodie. He seemed like a goodie, not a grody. I don't know why I he mean, left, but I uh, want to believe. I want to believe that Tiggle Biddies was is, was a good yeah. person. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that, but I mean, like I've called my characters dumb things, and I'm I think I'm a good person without any grody shit in his, in his uh, resume. Mm. So, 
but I still think it's funny to bring up every time. It's like a bunch of people accuse of sexual harassment, but not Tig Old Biddies. He's good. <laughs> oh, here it is. I found it. it uh, that that binary code translates to space traders and raiders, which he also has as his landing photo on this apparently fake account. I don't know if what that refers to or what the deal is. Is Jeff Kaplan making a game called Space Traders and Raiders? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe this fake account guy is, and he just got free promotion for it. Yeah, maybe. Well done, Scott. Well done. All right. Moving on. Uh, one final uh, quick story here, a uh, rather wholesome one uh, that John found. It's a story about a senior couple trying to play, for some reason, The Last of Us Part Two, which I have questions about. But they went to Craigslist for help. John, explain what this is. And it still do think, exists. Do you think this is going to be us one day? This will be us, right? Doing this. I mean, I like to think that I will be able to figure this out. Like, this is all like when you listen to the the interview with the with the people that that did this because they've talked to them. Um, I'm reading some of these quotes from uh, Kotaku, but. Um, it says things like, we had no idea what you're supposed to do, and we were looking for little circles with the triangle in it. Um, Ellie stayed in that room for a day and a half trying to find the jacket just to put on to get out of, like, the initial tutorial area. Um, and Bruce would say to me, get off the horse, get her off the horse, and stuff like that. You just got... These nice old people that got The Last of Us Part 2. I don't know why these nice old people want to play that game so bad, but they do. And I think it's just adorable, and I love it, and they really wanted to play it. So they went to Craigslist, and they hired somebody to come over and kind of teach them the basics of the game and how to play and how to get through it. But they're going to see so much heinous stuff in that game, you know? Like, I don't know. That's so weird to me. But I mean, they haven't initial. At least initially, they haven't, because you know, right now they're just on. You know, put on your jacket, get on the horse. Like yeah. they haven't gotten to. They haven't gotten to anything truly awful yet. But yeah. uh, they're in for a ride. They are. I don't know if they played The Last of Us Part One. They might be starting with Part Two. They. But <laughs> it's just. It just made me so happy to see this couple that aren't looking at it as video games are beyond us. You know, ah, it's a trend that can't, we, we were too old for, we missed out on. They're like, you know what? We're going to do, we're going to get into it. We're going to hire somebody to come over. Uh, it actually reminds me of a Simpsons episode where Homer <laughs> hires a kid to teach him how to play a video game so he can beat Bart. I remember that. Um, yeah, that's a good but one. But it's, it's, uh, it's just made me so happy. It just made me so excited. And um, I thought about it because the thing that I was curious about is, is there a genre of game or a type of video game or anything that you would be willing to pay for training to get better at that you think even hypothetically? Oh man, a hundred percent. Um, for me, it would be, Oh, Oh, John, that's a hard question. Uh, I was going to say like dark souls, like I see everything I see about Elden ring, which is out soon. I just go, oh, Elden Ring, look at that. That game looks crazy. I go, oh, right, it's a Souls-like in the worst, you know, in all the worst ways or right ways if you're a fan. And I right. just can't, I guess what I'd be hiring is actually probably a therapist to help me have better patience because I know what to do. It just takes forever to get through anything and you got to restart and you got to go back to old saves and walk forever and redo content because you weren't good enough or whatever, you know, the whole get good thing. Um. So yeah, like I I don't actually don't know what would it be. 
like some wish people... somebody could help you appreciate Dark Souls. <laughs> like if somebody could come over and just be like, Scott, here's why Dark Souls. Is oh, great. you know what? There's a good example. Paradox. A lot of Paradox games are just so many little things. Like I really want to, I want to play um, Crusader Crusader Kings three, two, whatever it is. Yeah, the new Crusader Kings new game that's on Game Pass. It's on my hard drive. When I get in to play it, I'm like, man, this game. It's got so many cool ideas. And then I get so bunged up in the systems, I don't know what I'm actually freaking doing. So I think maybe I would pay somebody, I'd pay somebody 50 bucks to spend an hour with me really tutorial, tutorializing the hell out of that game. I think I would do that. Bo, would you, you don't need to. Bo knows everything. What would you need? I need a massage. That's what I need. (laughs) But you know what? I I haven't been on Craig's list in in like, I don't know, at least a decade. And you know, I looked up stuff in Ottawa where I live and I found two sex dolls for sale. One of them's not used. And they're, they're shockingly close to my neighborhood. And I'm like, who, who here sells a sex doll? Yeah. I'm like Craigslist never change. I'm not even logged in. Like how to like you know? It, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just the sex sex doll. Yep, yeah, we got sex dolls on yep. here. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I guess you can find anything on there. It's true, dude. I've never forgot um, the time where I got sent an invite for a BlizzCon. I don't remember what year it was. Maybe sixteen, fifteen, maybe. Um, somebody had sent around a, a sign up for a Craigslist. Or no, this, the Craigslist listing was to try to recruit people for an orgy at the event. I remember oh. this. Do you remember yes. this? Yeah. Yes. And I got invited to that, and I said, <laughs> well, I said you're an no. influencer. I said, yeah. no, yeah, thank you. Like, if you're going, more people will go. Yeah. If we bring like, Scott to the orgy, that's a sell. And they're like, bring your wife. And I'm like, um, she's uh, neither of us are interested in this. Uh, we'll probably more likely go back to the hotel around 9 and watch diners drive-ins and dives till midnight because we're boring why is there an orgy at blizz like wouldn't you go to orgy con like no dude i'm telling you there was weird skeevy shit going on at blizzcon all the time well i know i was in lineup at the starbucks and i i heard two people that had clearly banged the night before and the guy was like that was awesome eh? that was a good time blah 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 they were like and she was like yeah uh uh-huh like she was clearly done with the guy like yeah we banged get the f out of my life it seemed to me you know, it was a good time, and he was just like lamenting and trying to be cool. And I, I was like, I was like, I don't know. I was just like, I'm trying to get my coffee, but I was <laughs> clearly eavesdropping yeah. uh, on the situation. But I was, I was, I was definitely cringing for the guy. And I'm like, guy, just be cool. Like, would you it, had a good time. Would it weird? Like, would it I'm weird? like, you're ruining. Even I feel you're ruining it for me in a way. Would it weird you guys out to know that nerd that I I am aware? They don't know that I'm aware, and I'm not going to say any names. But I am aware of a nerdtacular where uh, where an event as such actually took place with something like six people, six seven people. Oh my god! Oh, like a little group yeah. sesh yeah yeah i heard about little, it later uh, i didn't know little, little i didn't know GTA about it the RPG. night we were there like or the you know the, the weekend i didn't know about it um but there were there were rumblings i'm like what is everyone talking about and then finally somebody says yeah it totally happened and here's you know well, he, how did, the, the thing is how did everyone else find out like yeah like who, who, in the, who leaked it like yeah somebody in the circle of trust didn't didn't trust because that's that's information that shouldn't have left the circle probably not unless they but, left the door open i mean that's a whole other channel i think like, one know. of the people if i remember right one of the people who traveled with somebody else and wanted nothing to do with this plan 
and they're the ones that oh they told, got invited yeah they got and invited they, and they're like no and they're well, the ones see, that that's the it. that's the thing as long as everybody's consenting and adults and everybody like it's fine you know people do people do what you got to do city and once again yeah, for all the times I agree and disagree with City, and here's one I agree: sex isn't wrong. It isn't wrong. <laughs> no. got, as long as everybody is okay and on board, nobody's being taken oh, yeah, advantage of or anything yeah, like that. Sex you know, is you not can wrong. Have your sex orgies, sex, but sex is not wrong. It just hits weird when you're like, I'm going to a model train convention, and while I'm there, I sure love to also have a orgy. Like, I just feel like I, those are separate <laughs> things. Like. Like, maybe I might enjoy an orgy, but I'm not like, can't wait till BlizzCon where I can find people to have an orgy with. I'm like, well, I can't wait to go to BlizzCon to meet people who enjoy Blizzard products and want to celebrate Thrall and look at the life-size statue of Jaina and maybe wish she was real so you could ask her to marry you or something like that. But orgy. like, yeah. you know, n- nothing weird. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you go to OrgyCon, as you put it, you know, you don't you don't really know what you're going to get. But if you do an orgy at BlizzCon, then you know you're going to get a socially awkward orgy where you can talk about elves at the end. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a bad place to do. It's like it's all depends on what you're into. Do you want to talk about elves when you're done or do you want to go as a good, successful orgy? I just feel like, you know, every city probably has, you know, a. A place like that where you can rent out or join sex events yeah. and stuff. Goldshire. Like just, just go do that and then yeah. be like, cool, I'm not doing that this weekend. I'm going to BlizzCon to like check out the fuck excuse me, the Overwatch League. I'll be back next weekend to bang all of you in a week's time. Like I don't get that stuff. That's why it's not because sex is bad, it's cause it's like why are you doing it in Dertacular? I don't it's care. Like, I don't care about consenting adults doing their consenting adulting. It's yeah, not a problem for, for me. Sure. My my bigger concern. Uh, this gets close to. Well, all right. Don't so, say anything. You're gonna I, get I, I, maybe I'm a repressed person. I, I just think it's weird personally. I'm the reason. Like, I the reason. Mean, no, and I get it. I get where you're coming from. The reason it, it was a problem for me is there was somebody involved in it who <laughs> I was supposed to meet with for something else, and they were really late, and it found out later. That's why they were late, because they were up all night in this thing, and that's all I'll look. say. <laughs> that's okay. all I'll say about it. <laughs> I don't want to say who it was, but it was uh, it was one of those deals. All right, uh, anyway, moving on. It's yeah, fun to talk. It's fun to talk about people banging. It's like a universal truth. There's a bit of that to all this too. Before everyone just you know is like, why are you so down on sex? It's, yeah. like, it's fun to talk about. Yeah, yeah farts. It is. farts are fun. Like, like that. Those are the those are the best stories. Yeah, like, you hear Bo, one of these. Bo told me that story about BlizzCon, and I immediately said, "I wonder if he met the people that were in the hotel room next to mine." Because I got to tell you, the the people in the hotel room next to mine were really going at it. Oh, wow! Like super bad at BlizzCon. Could have been. And I listened for a little bit because I was like. Well, what's going on over there? Like, I'm not embarrassed. I didn't go, oh, I should honor their privacy and let me turn up the volume on some music or something. I went, well, now what are they doing? <laughs> like, it's immediately a curiosity to it. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Plus, you guys had I mean, that I soap. I didn't get with any the... offers when I was at BlizzCon. Well, no, it's because they saw your blue And soap. then I was like, you know, it's okay. It's fine. I'm here to enjoy the, the event. Yeah, they walked That's in the room. we were in our sections. That's how I know I hang out with the right people is because <laughs> I, I can identify. Like, when we went to that, that party we were invited to at the, I think oh, it was the House yeah. of Blues or whatever. Yeah. And it was like there was the group that was all mingling and drinking and mm-hmm. all of that. And then there was us 
over on the couches. Yeah, there's a theme. And we're just hanging out over on the couches, just talking and just yeah. chatting quietly and yeah. going, I wish they turned the music down so yeah, we could so talk we could easier. Talk. Yep. That's how I knew that I was with the right people because we were the ones going, I would like the music to be quieter. And so everybody in there were picking up on each other except us. Yeah. They were all making passes, doing stuff. Like, again, the culture of BlizzCon, it's a mixed bag. But it was happening like crazy out in that grouping. And we're all just over here. I'm sipping on a Coke, you know. Maybe it's even stuff like diet. that that makes me want to say, like, you people are not nerds. Like, <laughs> what makes me want to be a gatekeeper? I'm like, I came here to not have sex. What are you doing? Why are you ruining this? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I admit it. I, I came a- here to be 40 years old and love World of Warcraft. Like, <laughs> I'm not getting laid. Like, you know, anyways. I don't know if we ever told you this, Scott. Did, did I ever tell you that the moment I knew that I thought Kyle was great and immediately wanted to be his good friend for forever mm. was, uh, I mean, I already liked Kyle, sure. but Very we likable. got to interact with him a lot at that um, Heroes of the Storm uh, summit, summit yeah. that we went to. Yeah. And it got to a point where they were like, okay, we were at the summit event. They were going to send us all back to the hotel. And there were two buses. There was a bus that left early. And then there was going to be a bus later, and they they said, like, okay, you can get on this bus, but we're going to bring out drinks, and there's going to be drinking and a bar and a stuff like that, and then sure. there's going to be a, a, a bus after. And so everybody's deciding whether or not they're going to do drinks or go back to the hotel early. Yeah. And we're all chatting, and I told Bo, and Kyle was there, and I was like... Uh, I think I might just go back to the hotel because their restaurants open 24 hours a day. And I think I'm going to get midnight pizza. And Kyle goes, what's midnight pizza? And I said, it's pizza you get at midnight. And he goes, I want midnight pizza. And he came back to the hotel with us. And I was like, man, Kyle's good people. Yep. Anybody who's down for midnight pizza is uh, is good people. Oh, yeah. Friend of, my, friend of mine, friend of yours, friend of everybody's if you're into the midnight pizza. That's absolutely yeah. where I would go. Had I I wasn't there with you guys that year, but had I been there, midnight pizza team, one hundred percent, you would have been with us. You would have been overnight lobby style. I mean, yeah, yeah, without a doubt, that's where we would have gone because that's how we that was that was very memorable. I wish you were there, Scott. I wish I was too. But that was an intimate affair, so I really got to know the Lords of the Storm guys and and Garrett and Kyle. Like it was good FaceTime just with the small. You know what sucks though is. The wedding that I had to attend that made it so I couldn't go that weekend. Yeah. yeah. Stupid th- weddings. Dude. Why do you have to get married the same weekend? I think they're getting a divorce soon. Oh, no. Well, yeah. it's sad. Do it's they sad. go to you for that or do they go to somebody? No. <laughs> <laughs> they go to divorce lawyer. All I was doing, all I did there was attend it and, and whatever. But uh, I'm kind of no- annoyed. I feel like calling them and going, are you guys really getting separated or divorced? Yeah. Well, you effed me out of the summit that year, and I really wanted to go. That's what I feel like telling him. But I won't. I won't do that. Yeah. Okay, we should stay together then, Scott. <laughs> yeah, <my God. laughs> Divorce yeah. seemed like a good idea until Scott got mad, and now I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that should definitely be the reason they should stick together, is me losing out. All right. Uh, well, well done, everybody. We're going to do a Dear Martha review, but it's not a Steam review this week. It's an Amazon review. Ooh, oh, look at no. us branching Uncharted out. Uncharted Waters. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Yeah. So. I decided to change it up. I thought, well, I wonder I wonder what Amazon will yield in terms of reviews. And it was 
maybe exactly what I thought, and it's truly something. Yeah, it really is. Everything over there, the reviews are horrendous. But we're going to find out today for, uh, let's see, what is it? Smash Brothers, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is the game. And we turn it to John to do this. My dearest Martha, I present to you now my review for Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Where's Mario? One star. What? Mario still hasn't made an appearance in Smash Brothers. I mean, come on, Microsoft. But everyone else is in the game. Even the girls from Dead or Alive. My friends say it's better with the GameCube controllers, but even that also sucks. I plug in the GameCube and none of the three buttons work except the one that does the flip open on the disc reader. And that's why I'm rating Just Dance 3 out of 5. Technology works efficiently, but it's too gimmicky and repetitive. Yours in this life and the next, Antonio. Wait, I have questions for Antonio. <laughs> so, it was he got his games mixed up, right? Because he says Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, but then he's talking about Mario's in the game. And there's no, there's Mario's got it. Like, what Smash Brothers doesn't have Mario? All of them have. He's the number one. He is your Ryu. He's your, he's your main fighter. So Uh, I assume he bought Just Dance, thought it was Super Smash Brothers Melee, and was like, "Where's Mario?" He also says, "Come on, Microsoft," and uh, talks about the GameCube and. He, might he gave it a three out of five, despite giving it a one star review. Is it possible for someone to be that uninformed about what they're typing? It might. I, think, almost... I think Antonio knew what he was. It I think like Antonio. Yeah, I think Antonio may have known. I think he knew the whole time what he was doing. All right. Well, that was yeah, fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's really sus, eh? Like how bad that is. I know. Amazon's full of these reviews. Everything you buy there has got some shit it review. Took me. I usually scour Steam for hours you guys to find yeah. a good dear martha yeah. it took me two minutes to find this review oh wow amazon is a wasteland of bad reviews the only plus side is and i think this is where my hatred for the meme came from i didn't have to see shrek's head once oh good in the amazon reviews good which i'm not kidding you can go to almost any game in steam Look at the reviews, and somewhere in the reviews, you will see somebody who has just drawn Shrek's head in text. I just talked to my daughter about this tonight. She is 24 this year. She just turned 24. So she is that age where, as a child, Shrek was a gigantic influence. So I said to her, Mm. can you explain to me what you late millennials, I guess is what she fits into, what your deal is with Shrek? Why is it so memeable? I understand SpongeBob. I understand... Almost any meme, I get it. And I get I get why I get the memes themselves, but why is he an anchor point for memeing? And she said, I think it's because that movie was already weird when it happened. Like when it came out, it was weird. The faces were all disjointed, the humans looked terrible. It left this like dis discordant feeling with you when you watch Shrek. I said, really? She says, yeah, it's like a weird thing and you and you only think of it in weird ways. So why wouldn't it be used for the weirdest memes? It's the best ex- explanation I've been given. It's the best I've That's got. That's pretty good. But yeah. I would think if they're if they're yeah. into that, right? Like if kids are really into that, like how weird it was and and just how memeable it was. 
Why isn't there a weird cult following following for the TV show Father of the Pride? Yeah. Yeah, why? You remember Father of the Pride? I do. I do it remember. It even that. had Donkey make... in it. Yeah. It was the Shrek meme before was... Shrek was a meme. It's like a Shrek spin-off. What do you what is that even? I don't even know what that is. Father of the Pride was a sitcom on TV that was about white lions owned by Siegfried and Roy. Yep. And it was yeah, done by it was done by DreamWorks. Yeah. I'll say I've never heard of this, but I've heard of Shrek, so I'm probably upvoting Shrek. But I'm like, what is this Father of the Pride meme? It was I think dumb. Shrek. It was dumb. I think it has to do with just how universally it was known, right? Yeah. Even though you might have saw a lot of Father of the Pride, that's the first time I've ever heard of Father of the Pride. Yeah, there's probably that. It's also just I've learned that you can't. the The whole point of viral on the internet has never been. No one's ever been able to force it. It just doesn't yeah. work. So what becomes viral? Unintentional stuff, a weird moment in a Nintendo Direct, uh, a strange, you know, moment for uh, Steve Ballmer dancing around a stage for a Microsoft event in the 90s yelling developers while he's all sweaty. Like, why does that persist and remain? You can't predict it, nor can you plan it. And so nobody in their right mind back in Shrek's release in the early 2001 or 2000, whatever it was, no one looked at that and went, oh, just wait till the future because Shrek will be, you know, every bad meme will be Shrek. Yeah. No one knows. So it's one of those, man. It's just one of those. And, and, and I like it personally because it drives John so crazy that I make it a job of mine. If I see a bad one on TikTok or somewhere, I cap it and put it in our uh, Slack so John can enjoy it. I get a lot of Shrek memes. Yeah. Yeah, even at, bad I, ones. Not even good, there are some good ones, but like really bad. The Just, ones Scott sends are sometimes nightmare fuel. Oh, they're horrible. They're horrible, especially the low res ones. And by the way, there are people who have entire TikTok accounts with 20 million followers. And all they do is bad Shrek memes. That's the entire thing. Now, see, that in and of itself is kind of funny and almost makes me understand the meme. It's like, oh, look at how many followers this has. Yeah. That's funny. But Shrek also has a foot in something I'm learning is the phenomenon of cursed images and cursed videos. Yes. Well. Yes. So, like, like I'm big into, I like prequel memes, but I don't really think there's cursed images in prequel memes. But, like, Shrek is definitely has cursed images. Yeah. Which is, it's nothing to do with memes. It's just that... I've I've gone down that disturbing part of YouTube where these weird accounts that just have weird videos like it's not even like they're snuff and super extreme they're just cursed like they just it's just gross in some weird way the indelible way that makes you feel like oh like and um Shrek is I think in there I sure. saw one some of that other... stuff you send like doesn't yeah. seem like a meme just seems like curse it's just cursed images yeah cursed there's images. There's, yeah. there's one I saw the other day that was kind of clever but also why did it have to be Shrek I don't know but you know Lord Farquaad the character in the movie played mm-hmm. by I think of his name Lord uh, Harry and the Hendersons uh, John... Uh, John Lithgow there you go yeah John Lithgow plays him anyway the images were him in the first corner and it said Lord Farquaad. And the next one, it was Lord Farquaad on a quad. And it was him riding on a four wheeler uh-huh. thing. And then the next one said Lord Farquaad on a quad in the quad. And it was like a, a college campus quad thing. And then the next one, it just had every quad you could think of. And by the time it was done, it was like 20 different quads and it was all working together. And I just thought, what, who did, who did this? Who's got this brain and time? Blows my mind. The internet, man. What are you going to do with it? 
burn it all down. All right, let's do this. Hey, video games, guys. Games we played this week. Uh, I will try not to be too long with mine, but uh, I found a new chore core game today. Well, yesterday. Uh, that I think New is Shorecore. great. I really like it. Oh, by the way, I saw one that might be up your alley too. Let's interrupt you. But, oh, what's um, it called? Because I know you like gas station simulator, prison simulators on the way. Oh yeah, I you saw that. To... It's. I, a, I, <laughs> I thought of you. I'm like Scott. Oh, Scott game. Scott game. Yeah, I, I <laughs> electrocute prisoners. It's great. I wish listed it, and the same team who did uh, gas station are doing a diner simulator, which looks. Equally, well, that as, sounds funny. It's skeezy too, because it's like, you know, just a dirty diner and gross. But people you got to play as like Flo, the waitress, good. right? Yeah, basically, you're running around taking care of everybody, cooking their food, serving it, hiring employees to help you do that, clean the place, fix it up, like day night cycle, all that. Like, yeah, I, I'm in. I'm I'm all in when that happens. I want that game. They um, should also have these like two different guys that seemingly are unconnected, but are staring each other down. Mm-hmm. And you know they're gonna have a shootout in the parking lot after. Oh yeah, they know each other. Yeah, because there's some. They've got some real bad blood. And I'm thinking of um, what is it? The Road to Perdition, where Jude Law and Tom Hanks oh, are kind of that's in so the diner. Good. That movie's so good. Gosh, yeah, dang, it's a real good, good one. Uh, well, anyway, the game is called Unpacking. And I'm gonna do a full like indie review of it on the Boop Show next week. But I will say that this thing uh, was on my radar and I had seen some stuff about it, but I didn't know where I was going to play it or if I was going to buy it or what the deal was. And then it surprise, surprise, I ended up on Game Pass day one. I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'm for sure playing it now. Uh, supports cloud saves as well. And I've played it now on a console, on xCloud and on a PC or sorry, a, a Mac over a browser uh, uh, via xCloud. And oh, also PC um, installed it there so I could see what the mouse and keyboard were like. Anyway, it's literally a game about unpacking. You wow. got boxes in rooms. You take out an item and you got to go. All right, where, where should this go? Well, this stuffed animal looks like it goes on the bed. Okay, cool. It's kind of a puzzle game. Um, and you can decide how to rotate them. Every every room in the house, including the the very first one, which is what we're looking at now, chat room. If you're looking at the screen, um, it's this um isometric uh pixel art it's not rotatable it's not 3d it's very old school but something really appealing about it um i can't explain it it's my some of my favorite kinds of pixel art are, are being used here and uh there's just something about it i can't really explain it but anyway you empty these boxes you pull books out of there and and folders and toys and video game consoles and a TV remote. And uh, it's like, oh, uh, something in the for the kitchen is in this box. I have to go to the kitchen and put it in there. Uh, every room, and the, the further you get in the game, they open up more rooms. And in every room, you got to unbox those boxes and organize that room in a way you think is going to give you, you know, the finished puzzle. And most of the time, you're mostly right. But once you've emptied every box, it will tell you items that are in the wrong place. So it'll be like, uh, backpack on the floor is glowing. You're like, wait, that doesn't go there. Then where? Oh, I stuff it under the bed. Okay, cool. Uh, this this soap should go somewhere. Oh, there's a drawer under the sink. Okay, cool. We'll put it in that drawer. Um, you can rotate the items. You can, re- if you want to, you can spend a lot of time in these rooms, like overthinking where everything might go. A lot of times, it doesn't care that much where you put stuff. It's just the act of unpacking this stuff. And let me tell you something. I hate unpacking. I hate it. Like actual unpacking after a trip. I live out of a bag for like a month sometimes after I get home because I hate it that much. 
I moved three years ago and I still have boxes that I'm sitting in the middle of my living room. Exactly. And you're the right to do yeah. it because that's normal. I think that's just normal behavior toward an activity that kind of sucks. The game has gamified it in a way that I'm really into it. And I'm into it for a couple of reasons. One, I just think mechanically it's just fun to pull stuff out and go, where does this go? That's very creative and make, they, they have like a fake GameCube, a fake 360, a fake bunch of controllers, fake PlayStation, um, uh, movies from the era because what the, okay so let me back up the one thing that's really compelling about it is it starts in the year 2000 i think and then your next level is 2004 next level is 2010 then 12 then 13 it's a weird that's weird how it oh, increments it's it getting future yeah and during each time the stuff you unpack is very specific to the era and it's all very nerdy like you know, like I said, like the console in 2003 or four, whatever it was, you put your GameCube under your TV and, and that's what you had there. Um, later the 360 in the 2010 one, I think it was. Um, and they don't call them that, but they're clearly that, um, there's books in the game that I own, uh, and games like there's a GameCube version of Mario Kart and it, it's pixels. So it doesn't look Defined, but you Uh-oh, know Nintendo, from a glance, Nintendo, a lawyer alert, lawyer, lawyer alert. You, you, know, <laughs> you know from a glance that that's Mario Kart, and you know from a glance that that's Halo, and you know from a glance that these different things are what they are. Okay. And in yeah. one case, there's a book that she that you unpack because uh, you're kind of an artist, and the book is this beige book about uh, learning how to draw hands. And I couldn't believe it when I pulled it out because I literally own that book. <laughs> so a lot of the stuff is like based on on actual stuff. Anyway, jumping to the to the point here, the story, if you can call it that, is like this story of I've got nothing, I'm in a crappy apartment. Uh now I've got a small condo and I'm in there and oh, there's a guy's stuff in this bathroom. I must have moved in with somebody and you don't really know all that like it's not expressed to you, but somehow these objects are telling a story of like nostalgia and growth and you know, I assume at some point I might even have to decorate a kid's room and and start handing down some of my toys in there or something. I don't know. Like, oh. I, I don't know yet, but it does seem to be going that direction. Um, I'm probably oh. five levels in or something. And there's just this really chill vibe. Um, they have 14,000 separate sound files representing different um, common objects people have. Oh, and wow. so everything makes its own sound everything so i mean there's a like, roguelike as well who knows what items you're gonna pick up through your life kind of yeah different for you or me kind of uh, yeah for all i know it does but 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 the you know like refrigerator magnets will just show up in the bottom of a thing um I, in this video he just placed a simon says game which yeah, is obviously I had that. Yeah, yeah i had that for sure when i, was younger, I but, love the look of this yeah it, it has a lot neat. of look of those uh like the art style that people do that's you know supposed to be the very soothing relaxing art style i mm-hmm. really like how it looks well that that is good to hear because that's that's the number one draw for me and it's also just especially mouse and keyboard it's just really intuitive you right click to rotate something if you need to often it just does the size you need their um, version of operation is procedure yeah they have something called procedure exactly <laughs> they have a bunch of old art tools that i used to have they have a wacom tablet sometime in the mid-aughts um they have uh all this kitchen shit it's just a delightful little thing and oh, came out of stylish nowhere. and it's, it's, it's creative. It's like a, 
you know, here we have a game. It's nonviolent, tells a story, accomplishes a lot of things in an interesting way. It's very yeah. cool, actually. Yeah, I think. and it's weird to find little, it's really little, neat. little secrets. Oh, and you, you do all the rooms, too. There's a bathroom. So you don't just do a bedroom. It's like no, you it's everything. the house. Yeah, the more the game advances, that first level's bedroom only. But as you grow yeah, older and the I game I imagine your child in that first room, but okay. Yeah, and up top, wow. you can see you can, like, tab between kitchen and bedroom or bathroom here. So there's three in this one. But when they start to get more rooms than that, there's like a little floor plan up at the top icon. You just hit that and it'll zoom everything out and you can choose what room you want to go in. The expansion back should be packing rather than unpacking or maybe a sequel because the hardest thing is always packing because what don't I need that I'm having a hard time throwing out that is just more junk. Like that's a good opportunity to be like, you know, this pair of pants I've been holding on to for 20 years and I'm never going to lose weight and fit into it. Let's just put that into the Goodwill donation, you know? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. But is there like a awful. rating system on how you unpacked? or? Yeah, like, so at the end of this, uh, it doesn't penalize you too much, but when you're done, it will say how many... If you got it all, it'll just tell you, well done, you got the maximum. If you miss something or put like a... Like right now, you can see this guy struggling about whether he should put a hand towel on the rack and the main towel on the door or the other way around because it'll let you choose. Yeah. Um, and also he's trying to put that pan somewhere. That's because it goes in the kitchen. He has to take that in the kitchen. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. So or, you do have to go to her? other you do it's have a to her. go to other rooms. It's a her. Okay. And in fact, you can who's, see whose bra is it? It's hers. <laughs> so that to- that bra on the toilet, that needs to go into the bedroom because she just happened to have it. it. They treat it like you would with real packing. Oh shit, I've I put my bras in with my toilet right. paper by accident and so you got to take it to the other room if you don't it will tell you it's wrong and you know you're encouraged to go fix Sometimes it it's on purpose when you're just shoving shit into any random box towards the end of packing like that yeah where cute. you're like oh man i found this thing and it should have gone in this box and i'm just gonna throw it in the box i'm working on kind of yeah, yeah like it it's a, it weirdly realistic in that way i found but uh it oh, also has the whole shep shelf where cups go this is Perfect for OCD oh, organizers, like big arrange time. cups by size or by color or. Yeah. Or oh do my. like me and just shove them all in the thing and hope it works. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Do you have any there. screenshots of you, your work? I want to no, see. No, this is somebody else. I want to see your packing work. I did okay. I think I do okay. Like generally I've had mostly high scores from it, but um, like occasionally I'm like, why isn't that working? And then I found out, oh, you're supposed to put the yoga mat under the bed, not in the closet or something like that. Um, the other thing I like about it is, um, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot now what I was going to say. I can't remember. Oh, every, like every surface is a possibility and you, it's easy to get lulled into this. Like, well, this is all prefab, you know, pixel art, but you can just go, I mean, you can go nuts. You can put stuff everywhere and you'll probably be wrong some of the times, but I don't know. There's just a really chill vibe. The music's really nice. Um, if you put something in the way of a door, it won't open. So you got to move it. Like they, they take that stuff seriously. Um, just a simple, platform is it on? uh, this is on PC on steam. It's also on game pass, as I mentioned on PC and console. And it is on switch. I think I can't, I'm not sure about PlayStation or Xbox without game pass. I'm not sure. Um, it's a pretty inspiring little game. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a real fun little goofball thing, and uh, I, it kind of came out of nowhere, and I, and I quite like it. Big shock, everybody. Um, and again, like I said, big full review on the Boop Show next week, so uh, if you check that out, you'll hear me go even more detail. Uh, Rogue Legacy 2, I've been playing more of that. I talked about that last week. Not much more to add, except they are making the game I want with that. these latest updates. It's pretty rad. 
good. Yeah. I got to check it out because I did buy it so I could I can try it again. But you should definitely this is a wish list for me. Definitely uh, update yours, John, and check it out because it's it feels, you know, I mean, it felt a little empty when they first launched it and it it was a little samey and all that. There's just a lot more going on and you very quickly just get in that loop again. You're like, holy shit, I'm going to play this a lot, aren't I? Uh, It's very good. I still don't know how I feel about the wizards, though, because they can't shoot their bolts, their their firebolt thing, anything other than vertical or sorry, horizontal. And it's on purpose. They're supposed to be kind of limited that way. But they also hit really hard when they do hit. But so much happens above you and below you that you have to play that character very differently. So there's a lot of I have a lot of, you know, stuff to learn there. But the gunslinger class is really cool. The ninja class is really cool. It's a whole bunch of new shit in that game. It's real good. Uh, and then Age of Empires. I played a bunch of the campaign. I still maintain that game is great. Um, John, I tried a skirmish where I just turtled up and played it the way oh, we played. Oh, yeah. It. How did that work? Did it it went pretty good? well. Um, I got attacked early. I put it on easy because that's what you do. If you're, yeah. If all I want to do is just turtle up and build a society, <laughs> you just put it on easy and you hope that the AI is too stupid to do much. The problem is the AI seems pretty good and he started pecking at me pretty early. And it was just one enemy. You can't make it so you're the only person on the entire map, at least not yet. Uh, and codes, cheat codes are coming, they said. They just aren't yeah. there at launch. So the, <laughs> They know. They know they what know. we want to do with it. They They're know. Like, yeah. They know yeah. I want unlimited money and just let me build. So that's all coming. But I played a bunch of the campaign, and I think it's great. Now, some, I think it was sitting in the chat or somebody was saying they bounced off of it because it was too educational. Like they, they really go deep into like the actual battles when they happen, where they happen. They have full motion video between skirmishes showing the places in a modern sense and then putting like Tron figures uh, as soldiers and horses and shit fighting out in these real locations. I think it's really cool and it's narrated by an awesome narrator and all that. I just really like that stuff. So I've been enjoying that on that level as well. I think age of empires four is legitimately very, very good even though the, I understand the criticism that they didn't change much from what made two great, but that's kind of what I wanted. So yeah, that's, I, I mean, when you say, do you want to play age of empires? I'm thinking of, you know, your own custom scenario, just mm-hmm. building up, yep. doing the troops, you know, just playing that way. Yeah. So I think part of what's making this part of what makes it great, I think is this is relic and they haven't, as far as I know, they haven't done anything big since, Homeworld remastered or whatever so it's been a while relic makes a hell of a game so anyway very happy with it i'm gonna keep playing that one thing i want to say about unpacking i forgot about they don't hold back on like the stuff you'd need to move around there are toenail clippers tampons freaking panty liners like girl oh, stuff it's all you there and, you, unpack. and yeah. you got all <laughs> and you got to find a place to put all your your feminine products which I think is great. They're just they're like, hey, it's the lady in our story, and she's got lady stuff. Is, is there is Steam Workshop available for? Oh, I don't know. For no, the you say items that, that are in there, that's a great idea. I don't know. I could see some even some intellectual property stuff going into Workshop. You know, if you want your He-Man posters, maybe. Yeah. Somebody might do that, and well, maybe other unmentionables. You know, maybe. Yeah, dildos yeah, is what the thing. word you're looking for. Dildos. Yeah. 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 Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the old steely dan there you go all right john i watched you do some of this you played super mario rpg how's that going? i did uh it's going well yeah. uh that game is 
pretty short. Yeah, they did finally announce when uh, Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster is coming out. I believe it is next week sometime, and uh, I think like Friday. So it's coming out soon, and so I had a little bit of time on my streams to play something else and decided to go back and revisit Super Mario RPG, because that is one of my favorite role-playing games from the SNES era. It's just... It's really dumb. It's a stupid take on Mario that I just love, where Mario doesn't talk, but he's somehow a perfect impressionist of people. Like, he can literally just do the... He spins around, and he looks like a completely different person, and, like, that's what people... like. That's not comical. People react to it. Like, they'll go, oh, did the guy that run into you look like this? And Mario spins, and then his character model looks like a crocodile. And they go, ah, yeah, that's him. Like, it's just a power that Mario has to look like somebody else. And that he his ability to jump is legendary, and that people just want to see him jump. And it's like, his celebrity status is that. You know, you've got people sitting there going... Man, there's no way for us to reach that. If only that fellow Mario were here, then mm. he could jump up there and get us because he's he's a great jumper, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, it's a really interesting take for Mario from a time before they were really going anywhere with like quote unquote lore for Mario. Right. Oh, right. Like like Mario the whole 64 mushroom, hadn't yeah. come out. And, right. The Mushroom Kingdom it, was still uh, a vague concept at this point, right? Yeah, she's still called Princess Toadstool. Nobody says Peach in it. Like yeah. it's it's just this really interesting time where somebody was given license to explore and play a little bit in this world and it's really interesting. The gameplay is still really solid. Um they have a timing mechanic on attacks and defense, so you're not just sitting there watching what feels like moves happening to you. You're actually participating somewhat by pressing a button at the right time. You either take less damage or do more damage on your attacks. And uh it, you know, it's simple. Like it's definitely an RPG that you can give to a to a kid and they would probably like really enjoy it and have fun with it and make their way through it. But at the same time, like it's it's just a lot of fun. It's got a good sense of humor. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and uh, it's been really fun to revisit. Yeah, I really had a good time watching you do it. Um, I love that that mechanic has carried forward for them, like the active defense and active timing of of attacks and that, with like Paper Mario series and the Luigi and Mario series and all that. I love that stuff. Those are some of my favorite Nintendo games. And when I was watching, I was like, oh, yeah, this shit's in here. This is where it started, man. Yeah. Isn't this, yeah, a, this is a Square joint, right? Didn't Square make this? Yeah, Square Square made it. And that's one of the big things is there's a lot of characters from these games that people really like, uh, specifically Geno or Gino, however you say his name. And uh, he's a very popular character, but apparently Square owns the rights to him, not Nintendo, which is why he doesn't show up very often oh, in, in properties. I didn't know that. That's crazy. That explains, though, a lot about why we don't see that dude. Um, what so, do you think of the art yeah. style in terms of like that old pre-rendered late late SNES? Let's pre-render everything, kind of Diablo two style, and everybody looks like a a three D Studio Max you know, <laughs> render or whatever. How, how does that hold up? 
it doesn't age super well on a high def screen, but there is a lot of character that they managed to get across. Like there are animations that still stick with me. We're about to see one on the screen, which is Bowser just crying these big like orbs out of his eyes yeah. on the screen as, as the thing falls. And Bowser's laugh also stands out as really, really funny. I guess in Japan, he would literally flip people the bird, oh, uh, but it was deemed offensive. So in, in America, he just does this. He just puts up two fists and looks at you but apparently in japan he's actually flipping people off is really great yeah um that is i great. don't know they get they get a lot from a little right mm-hmm. but definitely the, the render 3d into sprites you know it, it has shown its age uh, especially if you have a high-res screen but i i still think there's a lot of character there yeah well, that's cool i'm glad uh i'm glad you're having fun with that and then of course more final fantasy 14 in your life that's happening yeah that's I, every time I'm like, I should play something different for core. I'm like, but Endwalker comes out in just a couple weeks. Yeah. I should play Final Fantasy. And that's what I end up doing. But I have now uh, beaten the game on my second character. Mm-hmm. I've got a few quests to go on the last little bit of patch content, and I'm caught up and ready to go. Um, I still have a huge list of things I want to do before the expansion, but. The expansion um, delayed? Did I hear? I thought maybe I saw that. Is that, is that uh, true? Nope. Oh, I don't okay. think so. Okay. No. That's good. I thought I heard. What am I thinking of? I also heard something about that. I thought maybe I saw something to that effect. Hmm. There. You guys and, just and trying walk. to scare me? No. Just trying to frighten no. me? I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to scare you. Honestly, right. though, if they if they delayed it, I know that would bum a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. It actually wouldn't bum me out because I have such a huge list of things I want to get done before the expansion comes out, but I don't think it was delayed. No, um, it says Final Fantasy XIV's All Saints Wake is delayed. I don't I don't know what that oh, is. Oh, maybe it's just okay. an event. Yeah, I think, event got a, delayed. I think that's probably an event. Yeah. Okay. I'll be... Yeah, yeah. Nope, no delay. I'm not seeing anything ahead of Okay, good. Wise, so. so everyone stand down. No delay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you there, buddy. <laughs> Uh, well, awesome. I was just sitting there and I was like, man, I could probably get another job leveled up all the way if they delayed it. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. Uh, turning clouds into cheese. No, what's the, what's the clouds into cheese? (laughs) What am I thinking of? What is it? Turning lemons into lemonade is what I meant to say. Something like that. There's no clouds in cheese. (laughs) Turn clouds into cheese today here on core. Oh my Lord. Um, all right. Uh, Bo, you played Urea 2, the the Reckoning. Just kidding. No. You know, I'm just, All right. It's a joke. We'll do the Urea thing first. All just right, from Urea Gate last week. Okay, Urea. Was I heard a lot about that. Yeah, go ahead. I, got a little, I just had a little X-Files so, for you. Pretty shortly after the show, because I thought it was going to be a funny bit. Turns out, you know, I, I, I crash and bombed <laughs> um, pretty hard. Um, but the, um, the uh, I just wanted to say, just, just for everyone's like... In case I made anyone panicked, uh, you know, the urea is non-toxic. And it's in a lot of things, like hand lotions, and and I think you posted a picture of a chicken. I don't know how it gets into chicken, but maybe it's in there somehow. <laughs> but it's definitely in, like, a lot of... It's browning agent for pretzels. You pee out lots of nitrogen. You breathe in nitrogen in the air. No one's worried. And it's pretty much seems like the same deal with urea. So okay. I just thought it'd be funny if I was... I was, it was partially real that I was crazy about it because I'm like, Urea, gross. But I'm also like, let me ham it up because it's entertain, entertaining. Sure. Um, you know, to, to have a, a, a spirited discussion on such things and be alarmist and ha ha ha. And, 
Um, but anyways, so you're not really drinking pee is the, is the takeaway. Yeah. You're not drinking pee at all. All right. You're fine. All right. But it is in pee, but like nitrogen's in pee and you breathe, you breathe it in and you're, you're fine. Like don't, no, no big deal. So don't worry about it. Also, it's, it's just not a toxic substance. So even if it, so even if you was urea distilled from your pee, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, it's not the, fine. It's not the worst part. As okay. long as it's, I guess, in a real, you know, all the, all the other stuff is removed from it. But, I, um, I, t- anyways, I left something upstairs that would have been perfect for this conversation. I ordered a, um, a uh, bl- uh, uh, ultraviolet light like they use on CSI to find blood and carpet mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I got one because we were having some flooding. Turns out it does nothing for water, so I wasted my money. But... I decided to use it on things, and I'm like, "Oh, look at your keyboard, my daughter. That's gross." You I bet, know, you're, I bet you're glad you didn't bring it to Nertacular. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> Never take it to a hotel room ever. Um, yeah, but oh I, I was using it today, uh, just kind of freaking everybody out, and like, this is where the dog peed that one time. Even though it's all clean now, it's still you can still see this, you know, like glow. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I used it um, on the wall, and I noticed I could see little tiny. They looked like little worms burrowing yeah. out toward me and then back into something and they were all independent of each other and they seemed to move with my heartbeat and this is gonna sound weird but as i'm oh, holding there, a gummy from a friend <laughs> no it's your, cor- it's your cornea it was probably his cornea it right? is my, so what it is is i've had i had double uh uh what's what the hell are they called a cataract surgery uh early yeah. and the genetic thing where my dad same thing when he was like 42 uh, it happened to him. It usually is a thing people don't deal with till they're like 85. It's like super old people get cataracts, yeah. but we get them when we were young. It's just the way it was with my family. And, um, I had doubled both of those done within about a year of each other. And that process does two things. One, a bunch of proteins and junk get broken up and left in your eye from the uh-huh. process. Cause they literally grind your lens up and suck it out with a little vacuum tube. But then also, they put in these two titanium-based false lenses that I have now, and they're real. They're miracles. Like if I lived in the 1800s, I'd be the blind guy on the on the step telling stories, like or dead. Like it's mm. a, it's amazing modern stuff. One of those two things. One of those two things. But anyway, when I had that done, those yeah, little Liam pieces throw them in a river. <laughs> right, those little pieces float around, and the way. <laughs> The lenses are, they don't, uh, for regular people, they don't see it as easily with regular lenses, but with these clear titanium and glass things, when I look through that thing, I can see them really clearly. And for a hot second, I was freaking out. Like, dude, there are worms, there are worms swimming in my eyeballs. They look like little parasites going like this because they're moving, not just floaters, not like everyone has floaters, not like that, like, like moving all over the place. So I looked it up and it's all normal, but. Yeah, I don't know why so I told you that story. <laughs> does it does it does it pop up every while well, you? It's from the black light. It was probably very traumatizing. That's the only reason because I, like, I don't see it. I here. got the little floater where I'm like, there's a bug there, and then I look at go like it's right on the edge. So yeah. if I look at it, it sinks away, and I'm like, what's there? What's there? But from yeah. a lifetime of realizing there's a black spot somewhere on my eyeball, like yeah. sometimes I just catch it in my periphery vision. Yeah, and I forget that it's there, and I go, whoa. Yeah, and it's really like, weird. Am I going crazy? Nope, there's a black spot like somewhere on my eyeball. It was know? really, so really weird. I can weird. kind of imagine that it looked weird. It yeah. must, does it come up any other time? Like when nope. you're playing games, you're like... Nope, uh, not in the sun, not the now, light. not here. I'm not me looking into that light, my screen. None of this does it. This is the first time I've ever seen it, which is why I looked it up immediately. And the ultraviolet light has... my The lenses I have, which are not human lenses, 
react funny to that light and let me see way more of what's inside my eyes. And I'm not You're even like looking an X-Men. Oh, kind of. Yeah, it was weird. It's like an X-Men. I, I don't know what to X-Men. use the power You're an X-Men. for. <laughs> I just have no power. You know, I can't do anything with it. No, no. Your power is uh, sight when you shouldn't have sight. You've defied the natural order. That's true. I'd be a completely blind guy with white eyes. I'd be on the porch going, oh, I wouldn't go up there if I were you. That, that'd be my whole life. But it ain't happening. And the uh, Lisa would throw you in the river. Hey, Bo, tell me about Back for Blood. I played a bit too, but what do you? How do you feel about Back for Blood? Uh, Back for Blood. Um, my initial reaction was not very positive. However, there's a number of reasons to go into that. Um, that's not to be taken too too seriously. Overall, it's a you know good entry in the Left for Dead survival sort of series things. But I got to tell you. If you want to just jump into a game and not expect to have any hurdles, this game throws a ton of left balls. Left, left, left balls. balls. Yeah. Only the left, 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 left ones. Yeah. No right. Throws a tons of left, throw tons of left balls, no right balls, which is not what you want both. No. Um, it's got a card system. Yep. So <clears throat> that sucks. Uh, when I want to <laughs> jump in and play the game, I don't want to have to figure out how to build a deck. I like overall the system now that I'm used to it, it's actually decently implemented. And if you're a long term player, this will probably give you stuff to work towards. I think it's probably overall a good system, but I didn't react well to it in the beginning. I ended up with a card in my deck that made it so that my stamina wouldn't regenerate unless I got kills, but I had no idea. I was just like, whatever, let me go and play. And, and I was like gimping myself because I just. You kind of want to play a shooter game. You kind of just want to get in and shoot, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to have to deal with all this stuff right on the onset. So that bump aside, it's all right. It isn't, you know, these systems are not my favorite thing. If I want to play a card game, I have tons of card games to play. I really don't want it in there. But since I played a bit more after my initial play, it's it's fine. But that was definitely a bump in the road. This is the part Kyle um, likes the most. When I asked Kyle what his favorite thing about it was, it's the cards and the builds and stuff. He loves that. Yeah, me. I mean, it adds a roguelite element. So you build a, the way it works is you build a deck of cards, but you get a random draw from it, and you pick one as part of your modded stats. So just very basically, you'd be like, I'm going to have plus 10% stamina. Mm-hmm. They're pretty straightforward and simple. Yeah. And, um, but essential. So, because uh, unlike Vermintide, which unfortunately this game got compared to a lot, because Vermintide is still the ex- superior experience for a number yeah. of reasons. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's to compare to that. It's just it's very it's it's a lot of complications. Like in order to swing my bat, it costs stamina, and I can run out of stamina. I'm like in Vermintide, I don't run out of stamina. I can swing my sword all I want. This is bullshit. <laughs> um, I really hated it. And like honestly, melee. Like everyone was playing with guns, and I was telling Mike and Croft, and I'm like, melee's where it's at. Like all these zombies are running at you. Use a baseball bat. You just clear out three with one swing. Like, why are we wasting bullets and time shooting anything? Mm. But the melee wasn't working out so well. And it's because it's gated behind getting cards. So once I've upgraded my deck somewhat, uh, I was playing last night and I was, I'm able to, you know, I have tons of stamina. I'm able to do tons of swings and the game's super, super easy now. Sure. As my strategy, I'm playing salt spire basically, which is, I have a melee weapon, I clear out dudes, and then when something bad, like a teammate is in trouble, I have a sniper rifle, and I just, you know, because his, one of Saltspire's ultimates is a direct damage, like, yeah. and then his weapon is usually a precision weapon, yeah. uh, so I'm playing it the exact same way I play Vermintide. Mm, that's fine. Uh, the game, 
I love that. I love yeah. that you're doing game- that. And I also think, uh, well, okay, let me ask you one question. Do you think this is so much, it's, it's Turtle Rock again, guys responsible for the original Left 4 Dead series. Yeah. Is this just, my, my takeaway was, okay, the card thing adds a little bit of strategy, but at the end of the day, I'm playing Left 4 Dead again. That's what this feels like. You know? Yep, it's Left 4 Dead. Even the upgraded items adds a little bit of RPG-ness to it, but whatever. It's like it's a slightly better weapon. No big deal. Ultimately, those systems I find overall are not what's wrong with the game. The two major things I would say is criticism of the game is it's more zombies. Guess what? It's zombies. Mm. Uh, you know, I think games like, I know Deep Rock Galactic is not quite in the genre, but Deep Rock Galactic and Vermintide are like, we can have four-player co-ops that have interesting enemy types and mechanics. Yeah. Zombies are very boring, and especially the tall boys and the the exploders, not super special. Like I didn't really, I, I'm like mechanically because it's a gun game mostly. It's just right, da, 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 right. Da. I think I think it's too much like Left for Dead one or two, and adds nothing new to the recipe. Everything new here is microtransactiony and hmm. cosmeticy, and and there's no good. I think the bar has been raised in sophistication for mechanics. Like in Vermintide, there's the shield guys, there's the monks, there's different types of chaos warriors, different ways to do armor. I find this is very much zombie survival horror, and the big zom- the bigger enemies are just bigger zombies with weak points. It, it wasn't super compelling to me. Mm. But so so I didn't <clears throat> and this is just a personal opinion. I didn't really enjoy the zombie aesthetic now that I know there's other things in this genre that can be done. Yeah. It seems a little like going back to basics and, and not in a good way. The other thing is the levels suck. <laughs> the levels are so short. Every level's like walk 10 feet and then do a thing here. And Oh, there's your safe room. Like they're, it's like you look at act one and there's like 10 stages, you know, and again, I'm going back to Vermintide. I know it's not Vermintide. I'm judging it by another game, but Vermintide's like a, a mission is like a good 30 minutes to an hour, hour and a half sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's a survival aspect to like this slog. Like it's important. Mm-hmm. And like there was one mission where it's like, go to this diner, shoot things that invade the diner. Okay, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, I just, there's too many breaks and pauses in the game as it's designed. And mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. It feels like Act One. Could be just two or three different levels, and that's it. Yeah, one so of the, I'd say one of the strengths of the first two games, well, the first two Left 4 Dead games, was the pacing felt pretty good. Like the the yeah. level design was pretty good. I also think the character design was way better in those earlier games. This new character, none of the characters in this are interesting to me. Like, and you can yeah, even unlock more. And they're just like, oh, well, that's boring. There's no uh, Francis. Well, there's no Bill. There's no Zoe. Like, it's just not the storytelling is not interesting because usually what'll happen is you get some. When the cinematic spools up, it's some like country rock, like it's like we got this camp here. You got to defend the camp, but don't worry, we'll get those. Like it's not really a story. It's like some narrator saying cool stuff. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not very. It's not good. It's not. I don't think it's particularly well done. The shooting is good. Like the gameplay yeah. feel is pretty good. It's what you'd expect, but. Um, I did think it shot pretty well. They they, they didn't uh, the, the the magic sauce isn't here. I think overall, unfortunately, but some, some people are loving this, and they also all they want to do, and then others are I don't know more like us. They're like, eh, it's okay. I just feel like I'm a kind of doing what I always was doing in these games, and then yeah. there's these like changes that don't feel as good as they used to feel. Like 
characterization. I, I'd say I'd say it's a good game if, but it's not. It's just not universally good. Yeah, I just think there's a number of things that make for personal taste. Like I definitely play it with friends, and yeah. it's fun. Yeah, and it's well done. It's it's well no bugs. It's a well executed game. Just genre wise, not my thing. And um, see, and I, I like zombies, so I'm kind of down with the genre. But I even felt like uh, it's a little samey, and the pacing's weird, and these characters are annoying, not cool, and I don't really care about unlocking new yeah. ones and. It strikes me very much like how, uh, and part of the reason why I want to try it again, uh, like my initial review of Rogue Legacy 2, which was, yeah, this feels like more Rogue Legacy, but I I feel like we've moved on since now, and so many other people have done so many interesting things that going back to what it was, as great as it was at the time, like now it feels a little dated, now it feels a little not great anymore. Yeah, Yeah, yep. I also doesn't scare me as much and those old games scared me. So I don't know what that means. Maybe I got over it. Maybe that's all it is, but I don't know. There was something about creeping up on a witch. Yeah. Rat men. Uh, And also, you know, like dark tides, the one I'm waiting for. I really want, cause it's, you know, vermin tide, but you know, the vermin tide team making a 40 K game. And that's all you had to tell me. And I'm signed up. Um, I think, I think what what that studio did well is they made uh, interesting enemy types. I think like there's the rat that the rat catcher that hooks people by the head. Like there's a lot of interesting variety, and this was like tall boys hit longer, exploders explode, birds scream. Like I just I I wasn't like there was nothing there was no point where I was like holy shit wow this game mm-hmm. and like Vermintide really felt like that sometimes you know with these beautiful vistas and interesting locales. And gross enemies or, or interesting like and the characters the stuff. characters are great like they understood and the characters was, had great personality yeah, yeah like they, they just did a lot right and it's like that's just not what left for dead ever really was and but it doesn't really feel like there's much new in, in back for blood it's just more left for dead so if, if you thought left for dead is perfect then I, I, there's a game for you. I think the levels, the only thing I would say is the levels are probably shorter than what you had previously had. Yeah. But apart from that, everything's solid here. Oh man. I want dark but tide. That's what I want. I love the dwarf. There's a part where there's tall grass. And if you play as the dwarf, you can't see him. You just see like the top of his helmet poke out. It's the, <laughs> it's the smallest thing, yeah. but you know, it was intended and it's hilarious and beautiful. And it's just like that kind of, that kind of thing. I, I really appreciate those touch, those aesthetic touches of, I don't even know, just feel of being in the game, right? Yeah. Like, yep, the dwarf, the dwarf, you just see, you know, in a field, if there was a short, you know, a short hobbit or something, you just see the, the bushes moving, or the, the thing, you know, and that's what you see when you play as him in the game. It's cool. I love, I love that, that that's one of your reasons to like it. I think that's great. Um, um, you're looking for, I, I mean, want to play it again. Uh, and th- th- that's how I ended up playing Black for Blood, Back for Blood. Yeah. Is, Crofton was like, it's Halloween. Let's play a zombie game. And I'm like, dude, why don't we just play Vermintide? It's for $8. Buy it. I'll buy it for you. But then <laughs> that sale went off. Yeah. And we ended up playing Back for Blacks. He's like, I just don't like the aesthetic of Vermintide. It looks, I'm like, you're a crazy person. Black for Blood has got nothing on Vermintide. But anyways, oh, yeah. I lost. I so. agree. Vermintide's got sport. all the zombies you can eat. It's got, uh, it's got everything you're... I mean, yes, it's primarily a melee game, but yeah. But look at that ogre, like that. That see, there's an ogre. Like they, they definitely, they definitely learned some, some took some tricks in Back for Blood from Vermintide. Yeah, 
including the ogre. But the ogre in Back for Blood is just this giant warty pus nipple (laughs) thing, version of the zombie. But the ogre in Vermintide, warty pus nipple. It looks like like sloppy squid things pasted to like just the the artists they have on it designing the look of the things. It's like it's like this is way cooler looking than anything Back for Blood can do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, good reminder for those who are waiting. You know, maybe maybe you know, dark or vermin tides too, too middle ages too whatever for you. Dark tide will be out. Oh, that got delayed till next year, didn't it? It got delayed too. Remember, the only thing there's more of than games releasing is games delayed. The games that aren't releasing. All right. Well, keep yeah. your eyes open. Um, are you gonna play Lost Ark this weekend? Close beta. Down. I just yeah, downloading right after the show. Um, I, I don't know if I'll get in. Do it. I might do it too. I'm very curious about this game. It's overwhelming. Remember, overwhelmingly positive. This game's been out since 2014. Yeah. I in think maybe like we're not talking yeah. a new game. We're just talking a new game for North Americans. Russians and, and Koreans have been playing this game forever. Yeah. Uh, it's a well-regarded game. So I'm going to try and get in to give it a try and see if it lives up to the hype. Yeah. Lost Ark yeah. has been, let's see. I want to say it was 2016. I don't think it was as old as 2014, but it's close. Um, but yeah, it it is since the day I ever heard about it, I thought, oh, that'll be a game. And then. Just never looking for the, Dia- the the Diablo three next. Like Path of Exile didn't really hit. The other ones didn't really hit. Darksiders Genesis. I wanted to like it a lot, but it isn't isn't a Diablo not, game. Yeah, it's not a Diablo. Um, game. I keep hearing good things about. Been, uh, what's the other one everyone likes? Um, well, I mean, Grim Dawn didn't really do it for me either, but I can appreciate it. But um, I really like Grim Torchlight Dawn. Torchlight wasn't that. Uh, wasn't what Grim, do you, Dawn, what do you, Grim popular Dawn was, one though? Well, Grim Dawn was all about the the campaign. Well, there was Wolfson. There was yeah, a couple was of poop. indie hopefuls, but they didn't really. They ended up sort of. Wolfson was one of them. They ended up crashing and burning in various <sighs> ways. There's a Diablo like on Steam. What's this called? Everyone likes it. Um, oh, these lists are a nightmare. Okay, I can't yeah, find it. It's hard to find anything on Steam. You're at Action RPG, and like everything's an Action RPG. Yeah, no kidding. The Ascent was all right, but not quite it. It's another good one. Plus, these the one that often... everyone likes that isn't Path of Exile. No, it's the, uh, not Hades. Chat room, you're not helping me tonight. It's something else. It's, it's Titan a, Quest. No. I do like Titan Quest though. Uh, um, not Torchlight. It's an, it's uh, it's newish. It's still maybe even early access, but but just well regarded. Not Wilson. Oh shit! I can't remember. I have it. I have it wish listed, and I can't find it because my wish list is four hundred million games long. <laughs> it's so bad. Anyways, yeah, unfortunately, write ARPG too, and the people like put Witcher: The Wild Hunt as an ARPG, and I'm like. Yeah, they don't know. Oh, Last Epoch. That's it. Oh, Last Epoch. Or Epic. Or oh, I haven't checked in on that in a little while. Hearing, hearing real strong things about that um, in its current state. Very positive on Steam. Early, still early access. Yeah. guess it's come a long way. Making a lot of people happy. So we'll see if that's a contender. Okay, let me re-add it to my wish list so I don't lose track of it. I thought maybe that had launched. But Lost Ark looks like liquid sexy time it looks great <laughs> don't even know what that means um all right yeah, well there you go sexy time. and don't forget the words uttered today old warty pus nipple 
That's an important thing to remember. Don't let it don't let it go go by. Okay? All right. That's a good Old question. We got we got an email from a listener. Got a couple of them. Uh I'll read these real quick. We got one from Will. He sent it to talk to the court gmail.com. He says, Hey court guys, was just listening to the most recent episode and your discussion of the dissatisfied PlayStation 5 fan. I definitely get wanting your favorite podcasters slash streamers, etc., to identify with your preferences, but that's not really why I listen to you guys at all. I come to you to hear about stuff I wouldn't otherwise engage with. I mean, I would love to hear you talk about the new Far Cry. Has anyone played that? Probably not. Hell no. I thought about it. I just feel I'm a little burned out on Far Cry. I don't. Yeah. I can't get excited about it. I'm sure that new game is fine. It's probably fine, and maybe I will eventually. But right now, I'm just like, yeah, I can. I cannot be bothered. I played a lot of the one where it was the religious guy. Five. And then the ending was so bad that I just was like, well, maybe I don't need to play Far Cry anymore. I played the the pseudo sequel to that that was like Mad Maxi kind of with all the yeah. pink paint and everything in it. I thought it was all right, but I don't know. I've been I'm far cried out. I think anyway. Uh, he says I'm currently enjoying blowing the shit up, uh, blowing that shit up, and I think it'd be I think you would as well. I'm uh, not above a shameless plug. Anyway. Uh, where you guys really shine is the disparate views you bring to gaming between Scott's oddball view of the world and deep knowledge of the gaming industry. Uh, I'll, I think that's a compliment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know how to take that good. oddball thing. Uh, John's sardonic takes and love of JRPGs and Bo's old school nature and dedication to hardcore play. You represent a much wider view of video games than most. So I don't so much have a question as I do a thank you. I don't know what the ratio of complaints is to thank yous are, but I wanted to add to the latter side of the scale. We really don't get very many complaints. It's very rare. Just this past week about Uria. Just the Uria thing, yeah. Uria Gate 2021. Uria Gate. Um, P Gate. Anyway, you guys are the reason I've tried numerous games I now love, and I get genuinely happy every time the podcast drops, especially if it's extra long. Um, I hope you continue your uh, idiosyncratic takes for as long as you find joy in it. Thanks, you guys. Will. Well, that's very nice, Will. That's yeah, a wonderful, is. nice email. Yeah. Thank you for your comments. Will. Yeah, it was really cool. Thank you for that. Um, here's one, a short one from Rasmus Johansson. It deals with, uh, what is this? Oh, this is different. He says, uh, hey, uh, <laughs> what did I say? Rasmus and uh, Coke. <laughs> you didn't know. Rasmus is in Coke. Uh, better not pee it out. <laughs> That's what I'm oh, this this person's name. Let's be careful before we start making jokes. It's right there. That's Rasmus Johansson. That's fair. Rasmus Johansson, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Would you say that? I don't know. Look at it. See? I don't no, know. I, I thought I heard your Rasmus. Oh, I meant Rasmus. I added oh, your yeah, yeah. I I was going off what Bo said. Yeah. I, that's not. Yeah, it's I was not going your off your Erasmus, which is what <laughs> I heard. It's definitely now that I'm looking at the email, I had something else. Because look, this is what my face does when the show notes are open. It just got better as soon as I said that. Yeah. But it like it, it's blinding. So I opened up YouTube because I got the dark theme and my lighting is way, way better. But then I got criticized for making fun of listeners' names. I had to go back to the show notes and it looks like this. So I just get, I don't need people to know that I'm this white. No. So like reflective, like you could oh. put me outside to avoid traffic going in certain areas. Yeah. I'd also I like did to this. point. Yeah. I'd also like to add to the conversation that Rasmus is the short informed of Erasmus, a name which means beloved. Oh, well, that's great. The I like common that. Male name in Scandinavia. Well, let's see if we now that I him. can see it. I think it's a cool name. Let's see if we still believe that he's beloved after we read this. 
Oh. He says, the, uh, <laughs> I hate you guys. No, he you likes guys it. Are fun. Awful. He says, the other week, a listener suggested you create some kind of list of all the games you talk about and recommend. I thought, why not create a Steam community and add a curator list for this very purpose? And uh, you can do that. Um, I've never done this. I've often, I, I have curators I follow on Twitter or on Twitter idea. on Steam. I think it's a fine, very fine idea. So how, can we all become managers of this? I think so. I don't know. That's the thing we'd have to learn. central list for all of us, or do we each have to have our own list? I don't know. I think we, we, we just do a list together and... Yeah, we we'd do like a we'd be like there. a core list that we get. We don't own. veto games. I'm not going to go in there and stealth take off Final Fantasy 14 or anything like that. <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you. <laughs> I like that you know. idea though. I like that idea a lot. Maybe we'll keep the adult games out of it just to be sure that no kids are going into there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't really play. I say that in case I, I, I. It's not that I would want to, but I might think it's comedic at some point to put Subverse or Love Esquire in there, <laughs> and so. <laughs> I just established that as a policy now that we don't need those kinds of jokes. In the What's that weird one I played oh. that was like Quake but naked people? What was that? Quake but remember naked that people? you guys you guys said oh you got to play it was like code I got and normally I don't hunt those kind of games down but I was oh like, yeah I remember what one you're talking about I don't remember, I don't its, remember name. its name but yeah. yeah we we had a hard uh, time what, showing uh, she will be punished it. or is, there's a one called. Sh- Apparently it's called oh, one called she, she will, will punish. punish. No, no, she will punish them. You play as um, it's a Diablo like where you can play four player co op and you're all succubuses and you're scantily dressed. But oh. It's a third person action game. It's called, but it's also a super BDSM pose the woman to make pictures game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called she will punish them. Which I just whenever it pops up on Steam, I'm like. Just such a weird. She will punish them. I thought but. it was called no, just the succubus. one Scott was thinking of was the one that has like the the Giger esque style art, yes. right? And oh, I yes. remember him talking about. Yeah, this. I don't remember yeah, the name, it's, but it's I, got a lot of. Speaking of pus nipples, yeah, there was a lot of it's pus, a pus nipples. nipple style. Game. It was actually really kind of scary. Like, it freaked me out that game. Okay, right there, I just put in the chat is the one you're talking about, Bo. It's called Succubus. Um, yeah, there's one called Succubus. But, that's the one um, I'm thinking of, and that one claims it's full of. Um, I'm not gonna lie, I do a lot of window shopping in the adult section of Steam. <laughs> you know, I just like you look at one, and you're like, "This is on Steam," and then you see another one, and you're like, "Really?" But it's all very I odd. I find it. I don't it own odd. any of them. Uh, you know, I just I. It just feels weird to buy a game like where I'm just like, "Oh, interesting." Computer graphics lady has my attention. But I'm like, sometimes I can't buy it gets this. recommended based on other things you play that are innocent. For example, uh, trying to find Scott's game, I went to the sexual content section of Steam, and number two on top sellers is Mass Effect Legendary Edition, mm. and <laughs> uh, number game. six is Resident Evil Village. So you know, just is, oh, Village. That's the one with um, Mother. Is that her name? No, no, Lady the Vampire Lady Dominic, Lady Dimitri, Lady Dominic, <laughs> Lady Dominic. Yep. Got yeah. It. No. Um, oh, uh, Dominic is a French name, by the way, for a girl. Dominique. Dominique. Yeah. Did you guys not, ever not see Dominic, the male version? Did you ever see it's, that mod it's... in that game where the her hat got bigger every time you looked at her? Did you ever see that? No, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. All so you did, awesome. I only saw a video of it, but basically, the first time you look at her, hat's normal. You look away, literally look back at her. It had, it will grow like a, an inch. And then, so throughout the game, every time you see her, her hat grows. And if you really work at it, by the time this guy was done with his video, oh, wow. her hat was like the whole map. 
was like this giant hat. You didn't even know where she was. You just knew that part of the hat was in your room. It was amazing. I found it, Scott. I know it's it because I've got the one friend owns this game, uh, Lust from Beyond. Oh, that was it. Lust from Beyond. <laughs> and I was so hesitant, but it ended up being more kind of pure horror than there was no sexy time in it. Or at least that I didn't get to. I never I bounced off, but it was pretty boring, actually. Yeah, this succubus game has got all kinds of toplessness and, uh, you know, vagine. There's some vagine in there. <laughs> that's how they say it in Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a Borat I, thing. I almost watched the two Borat movies the other night because I was just in a mood. They're great. Oh, they are They're great. so good. They are great. They're classics. It's really hard to watch. I really like the second one. The second one had the second one was really good. It had weird. It had this weird heart to it. Like I don't know why it was so surprising for me. The girl that played the the daughter, she was, she was so good. Yeah. I I loved that. I loved that movie. I liked it better than the first one. The first one cracks me up, but that one had some special sauce. It was really good. All right, uh, that's it for your that's it for your emails, everybody. Uh, talk to the court at gmail.com is the address. Once again, please use it at your leisure. We'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, what we'd really love to hear from you uh, is your support for the show. Head on over to patreon.com slash core show and uh, throw us a couple of bucks. It's really easy to do it, and all the reasons are listed there. So be one of the few, the proud, the Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash core show and huge thanks to everybody who already does we really really appreciate it details about that and everything else we're up to over at frogpants.com slash core as i always try to do i end the show with asking uh you know anything fantastic or magical in the brains of our fellow hosts here so let's start with john john anything you want to say at the end here not a word of wisdom but something that happened during the show that i thought i'd share with everybody is down on my dashboard for windows there's a section where it tells me what the weather is yeah and for some reason i didn't know it did this it decided in the middle of the show to change that to sports information wow but i didn't realize it and so i looked down trying to find out what the weather was Mm -hmm. and i saw the miami heat's basketball logo which made it look like the weather was meteors oh no (laughs) and i got very concerned in the middle of the show that they had not only a meteor icon uh, and like i was immediately taken by like really they wouldn't just go like guys take cover meteors they had a little icon for it but i was i got very worried in the middle of this show because i saw that so you know just a heads up you You also live in you live in phoenix which is not that unusual to hear about a meteor you know meteor death in phoenix sounds about right so yeah yeah well done uh bo anything to add yeah be responsible with your use of icons that's right yeah yeah and don't put up with any harassment from your animal crossing animals that you left for a year okay that's right make your games be nice to you yeah Damn it! Don't let don't let your g- games don't enter into codependent relationships with your games. No, but do come back here next week for more fantastic, riveting content on the show called Core. We'll see you all then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes, get more at frogpants.com. Oh.